Go, 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 Wayne, go. One, two, three, go. What's up, guys? This is Wayne here at the IFTV Studio Takeover, Roma Lazio, Derby Dalle Capitale. It's time to discuss Unpumped live in Brooklyn. Wow, Wayne, that was uh, very professional. You know your stuff. It sounds like you did that a million times. <laughs> Off the cusp. But if you guys don't already know, of course, we have uh, three special guests. Wayne, our boy Wayne, huge Roma fan. And on the other side of the table, as I switch, we have Antonio, the goat, as he wants to be called for some strange reason. I am the goat. You're right. and then, and then we got Ludo, who's been joining us the past few weeks because Napoli's been on absolute fire. So that's how it is across the table. We do have Marco. We all know Marco's in Italy. But now Gaetano and Peter are in Italy also. Wow. Marco's going to be uh, with uh, Gaetano in uh, Palermo for the huge match, Italy-Macedonia, on Thursday. And I think Peter's just going around the country. Just yeah. uh, I know I know he has yeah, work to do, but I don't know exactly where he's going to be. Working, Peter today yeah. was in Ferrara. Oh, in Spa, for Spa? I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. I went to see Giuseppe. So, so maybe to see Giuseppe. check out Giuseppe, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's us four. I think we got a, a really solid lineup going forward, especially through this incredible Serie A round. I think it gets more interesting each round as it goes, and we're almost there. Uh, almost was a seven or eight round. Eight games. Eight, eight games, games left. left for uh, most of the teams. Yeah. Nine, Nine games for, for a couple Inter. of teams. Yeah, right? exactly. Inter and, uh, so it's looking interesting. I, I mean, we got to start it off first, right? With uh, Juventus Salernitana, now then there is a two-zero win that started off pretty pretty on point, I think for the most part. Uh, Juve won two-zero. Dybala and Vlaovic. Dybala is one person we gotta talk about very soon, also. Um, but they're only one point away from Inter, which I think is pretty insane considering the horrible start. Yes, Inter have the game in hand, like we're talking about. But um, it, they're right there. They're right there for the taking. And a lot of people still think they're not Scudetto contenders. But you never know. There's still plenty of points to be gathered. Plenty of points to be dropped. But the big storyline of Juventus was not the win against Salernitana. It's the news that's been coming out the past few days about La Jolla. Their bandiera or thought to be bandiera. Paulo Dybala. And it looks like, I don't know, Ludo's having a big grin on his face. We'll go to him shortly. But it looks like he will not continue with the club he signed for. He's been there for so long, ever since he signed for Palermo. Guys, listen. This is the craziest Serie A season that I can ever remember in my lifetime. Literally. We have one point separating first to third place. Three teams that will all fight until the death for the Scudetto, we got Inter, we got Napoli, we got Milan, and then it doesn't stop there because there is an even crazier Champions League race where from 4th to 6th place, there's only 6 points. 4th to 7th place, there's only 6 points separating them. If you are not watching Serie A, Incredible. you are simply missing out. Calcio's the gift that keeps on giving, guys, and Marco, I think we have a great deal for them, too. We're not just going to leave them empty-handed like that. What kind of people would we be, right? We are not, because if you are in America, you could stream all of the Serie A matches, and Champions League, by the way, which is coming back this weekend, on Paramount+, Plus, which is our premium sponsor of IFTV. That's right. Of basically, all of our content, because they love the IFTV community. They love you guys. Especially. And we have a deal for them. Because you cannot miss Serie A. You cannot. If you never watched it, you have to make sure you do this. The top of our description, the link at the top of our description, you will get Paramount Plus, a seven-day free trial, and then $4.99 a month after that. 
Wow. That's not bad. And Marco, if you do get it for the year, you do save 16% on that. And Which as you were, do you know how to count? I, I really don't, but you know, for Paramount, I actually put some numbers together. I actually got a calculator because this is a deal you cannot be. You get all this culture action, you get the European games, you get the TV shows, you get the movies. Live TV, I mean, Amazing Race. Going. I watch Amazing Race. Guys, tune yeah. into Amazing Race. The season's actually really good. I got to check that out. a couple people left. But Marco, even if you go to, uh, that, that's cheaper than if you go get a coffee at so many of these, uh, you know, hippie coffee shops over here. We got so a lot of those in Brooklyn. So you already make your money back in an instant. Just watching a couple of games, it's extraordinary. It's true. It's true. Guys, uh, they're supporting us. We need to support them. Paramount Plus is our sponsor. Link in the top of the description. Wherever you are, make sure you go and buy your subscription. And back to the podcast. There we go. It looks like they have not found an agreement still. And a lot of reports are saying he would leave as a free agent in the summer. Um, I want to give you some context. Um, there was a full verbal agreement last October for $8 million plus $2 million net salary until 2026. Light years away, Mike. Uh, then Juve decided to change their proposal. Ludo, I know you said this a few months ago on uh, Juventus shouldn't um, go, f go full throttle on Dybala saying he doesn't give you enough games. You don't know what to expect to him. Are you surprised over here that Juve are... You could say, listen no, to absolutely you. Absolutely not. Mike. Uh, Why? Mike, absolutely not. I totally agree with the um, with the line of um, of Juventus. And uh, like you said, in October, uh, certain things were offered. But we all remember that in October, Juventus started on the, uh, on the wrong foot. Mm -hmm. They started really bad. Spalletti, uh, Spalletti, I'm sorry. Allegri came back. And he's not going anywhere. Nine millions a year for the next four years. He's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to give Dybala another chance. They wanted to give that ultimate, that less chance, making him captain, the leader, a little bit of responsibilities. And he has failed again. He has played probably 14 to 15 games. And uh, Juventus, Christmas came around. They started going towards different direction. And you saw with the January uh, signings, and then Juventus started on a, uh, a winning streak. Now they're in Champions League. And I think that after Juventus was eliminated last Wednesday against Villarreal, Juventus started thinking about September, mm -hmm. next year. This year is done. They have four contracts to deal with. Cuadrado, which is sure going to stay for another couple of years Valuable. because he's one of those utility yeah. players that you can... Uh, place him in different positions, play him in different positions, come off the bench, rest him. <clears throat> then you have Bernadeschi, I believe. Then you have Dicillo, which Allegri wants, because remember, it's always the coach that has the last uh, voice. Mm -hmm. it, you know, the, he's the determining factor. And Allegri said last week in an interview, I'm in line with what the club wants to do, which that means he's not, they did not want to sign him. So I believe there's no margin here. There's no negotiations. There is nothing to negotiate. Yes. I think an offer was made this morning, but an offer so low and so ridiculous that Juventus already knew that they weren't the that it would not yeah. accept the uh, the, uh, the so it was offer. The, it was an offer that could be refused and it was refused. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was a ridiculous offer because they the Juventus thinks a hundred percent that Dybala is no longer the center of the project. They are moving in different directions. And they also have the Morata issue. Well, that's not a resigning, but he has to 
come whether he's going to be back in September. And uh, Bernadeschi also, and you got Decidio, and then you have uh, Quadrado. So, and then of course, let's not forget the the COVID issue with the money and the revenue, and all that. Uh, that uh, over two hundred million dollar. And now you need to find a player that's going to replace. And I, million and I just want to add something to Ludo by you saying that the project did change. Uh, Arriva Bennett did come out, the sporting director, saying that the change is that Juventus did not renew with Paolo Dybala. There was a change in January with the arrival of Vlaovic. The project change and the tactical setup of the squad. It was... It was a very clear and respectful meeting. So it seems like it did change a lot of uh, a lot of that. Anto, I know you're always big, uh, a huge advocate of Paulo Dybala and stuff like that. But lately, we've been hearing a lot. Ludo's been saying his piece on why he doesn't think he's the fit. Has anything changed on your part in terms of Dybala and Juventus, or if they're making a mistake, or there's a smart move on your part? Listen, the only mistake on my from my point of view that Juventus is making is that I don't think they actually have the, the replacement per se, the pure replacement of Dybala. Mm-hmm. So they're taking the gamble. They said, it's, it, we'd rather to get rid of this damaged good player, which was excellent the first few years that he played with us, and he, play, he paid high dividend, than keep somebody that is damaged and he cannot be fixed. That's why Juventus it, A free agent, though, Anto, by I the know, way. Gonna be. I know. AC Milan let Donnarumma go as a free agent, and he's going to let Kessie go in as a free agent. The demand... How come you left? Like well, go. the demand that those people have, those players have, because of their charisma, because of their leadership, because of what they have done historically for the team, it's extremely high, and it not necessarily fits within the plans that Juventus has for the future. But No, don't forget. No, it's not only Juventus. Yeah, yeah, no, it's I also know. Inter. All the contracts renewals right. to date, even for Inter, they have been frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have been frozen until the end of the season. Right. We, we're dealing with a huge uh, revenue loss, like Ludovico was saying right now. Inter has got a huge revenue loss. Mm-hmm. Juventus has got a, a huge revenue loss. I mean, one of the few teams is still, uh, you know, uh, you know, almost uh, in, uh, with the balance uh, of the, the, the money and the, the, I, you know, I, uh, the coming in and the going out is the AC Milan. Because, uh, you know, everybody's trying to now embrace uh, the, 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 the leadership that uh, this AC Milan squad has, uh, starting from Maldini, Gazzidis and everybody else, mm-hmm. to buy, not necessarily big name, but name that they can, uh, you know, they can work and they can be, you know, effective to to push the project that AC Milan has in, within the, the, the next couple, couple of years. And so I have to spend, if I have to spend 50, 60 million dollars mm-hmm. before tax in signing, what's his name, Dybala? Yeah. I spend that money either on Zaniolo or Luis Alberto and I'm done. But wow. let me just say one more thing, Ludo. This, That's my opinion. But this is not even, this is not even a, great, a great idea. I'll tell you the reasons why. I, I think Juventus, those two are the, are the replacements you, for Let me uh, tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you why That's I'm against that. Let, I, will, I will invest the money on a, on a, on a, on a an unknown kid, 100% unknown. I would say somebody that is coming out from uh, from the you know from the bottom and uh, is starting to establish himself and not a, on a big name. Juventus, bravo, bravi. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah, but it, when you read my mind. So let me say, let I me didn't, finish. I hear the play. I'm sorry. Berardi. Berardi. Oh, Domenico. Right to replace uh, uh, Dybala. Oh my God! Yes. Why not? He's got the skills. Position wise. Let me just say this. Let me let me end this discussion about Dybala. Juventus mm-hmm. lost against Villarreal, yeah. having the payroll and Villarreal 
one having just the entire Villarreal could have been bought with uh, with Vlaovic salary, the the the, the, oh, yeah. the transfer for uh, for Vlaovic. How the hell do you justify something like that? Okay, and uh, I gotta hear uh, Wayne's perspective on this. Wayne, first I first of all I gotta hear what you think of DiBala uh, generally. And what do you think he brought to the season? Because there's a lot of mixed opinions in terms of uh, he's asking for a lot, but he doesn't guarantee you a lot of games. Are you a fan of his? And do you think uh, if they split ways, do you think this is the right decision? And you already talked about a possible replacement. Dybala is a forte classe. Mm -hmm. He's such a high talent. His ceiling, when he's on, he's unplayable. His talent is second to none. He has almost like that the highest of all elite levels, right? You think of the greatest players, and he's somebody who can do it. You saw his goal over the weekend. He takes one touch, and he puts the goal into the back of the net. That's the name of the game, right? I watched him from Palermo all the way up now You know, these past years. It really did hurt me to see him go to Palermo because my team that I support, they went and bought Iturbe. Uh, (laughs) It didn't work out. You know, that kind of speaks for itself. I'm like just, you know, still recovering from that purchase. Mm -hmm. But he is... Phenomenal, yet on the other side, Antonio brings up debt, right? And Juventus is a pragmatic team, the way that mm-hmm. they run it. It's it's if you don't fit and you're taking up part of this pie that, well, it's all about the greater good at Juventus. Fino alla fine, but that also transpires into the entire organization. It's right? very cutthroat, very personal. It's pers- cutthroat. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it's to the end, no matter how we get there, exactly. by any means very necessary. Very business savvy. Very business. Well, yeah. the shirt and the, you know, comes first before any other uh, play. And we see it with Marquisio, we saw it with Il Piero, Buffon, and, uh, and the other players. That's it. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. And what about Ronaldo? Yeah. Ronaldo, Allegri comes well, in. That's and I think Allegri that's is different. part of the problem. Ronaldo anyway. wanted to go. That was different. And mm. even though he is this phenomenal talent, maybe once in a generation type, you can't resign him. He's going to suck up too. He's going to eat way too much of the pie of the salaries, right? And why wouldn't I go get Berardi or name your right wing or I Angel, hope AC Milan gets Berardi Wayne Di Maria even well I think he might go to Milan I have a, a strange feeling about that or Di Maria or anybody else Zaniola whoever it might be who's gonna at least play you know you plan for them to play three quarters of the season but you go into every season knowing that Dybala might only get you 50 to 60 percent of the games and what is that that's not enough for a team that wants to go on and win the Scudetto especially and, a future captain too uh, it's not right. enough it's not enough. So Wait, you, you I, I don't think at this point, and I've said this over and over again, I don't think it's about the Scudetto anymore. Juventus fans cannot be happy, oh, we're going to win the Scudetto. You want 30, 35, 37, whatever it might be, it doesn't matter. It's time for Juventus to create a solid project that brings them to the same level as a Real Madrid, has Liverpool mm-hmm. by, by Munich. Munich. Yeah. Right now, Juventus is in ninth place. What about AC for, Milan? You name it those three. You should bring in AC Milan. In ninth place. Napoli is 21, 22. But Juventus is in ninth, uh, in ninth place. Massive so revenue. The, 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 you, you are going to make Champions League. Scudetto, it comes in. But you want to create solid a base, a, a team a that will take you to the, to the future foundation, to yeah. compete in the Champions League. And that's what Juventus is lacking that proper project and that's what these two Cherubini and Arriva Bene that's what they're trying to do well to create a team that will take them to the next level in uh, in uh, Europe well, Ludo, I, I don't think it's yeah. more about Serie A anymore where you went I, got, I think I, Serie A is not big in, picture I got news yeah. I got I news picture for you Ludo outside got, of uh, of uh, Italy uh, let, confines let me that's, expand that's on what, what Ludo is saying Arriva Bene it was uh, one of those uh, big projects that Ferrari embraced 
when they were trying to uh, to uh, uh, put the the post Schumacher era and moving forward. But Arriva Bene didn't really, you know, do the job that he was asked him. To, he was asked to do. Now Arriva Bene is, is some, one one sort of Arriva Male. In other words, he comes in and Juventus is actually going. Uh, you know, everywhere except for uh, for up and competing at the highest level. Hold on, Kerubin is the other is the other issue. Juventus needs, I think, new material with leadership skills, starting from the very top. Agnelli cannot really manage this, even though he's got the input everywhere. Agnelli should stay out. That's what everybody's saying. I know from Juventus fan, they said Agnelli should never, never, never get involved with the decision or, or, or every week decision with the team. Having said that, I think Juventus should, I mean, money is very important, but uh, Juventus sells shirts. You do not want to start a season without any big names. Dybala goes, they wanted to spend just as much to get another Ronaldo or another huge name. You can never really bring, a, you know, Berardi is an excellent player. They just wish they can get it. I don't think Berardi is going to go anyway because Berardi, I don't think he's so much in love with Juventus, but Juventus needs a big name, huge name mm-hmm. in order to uh, to get the, the fan. I don't think, I don't think it's about the Ben. I think I, the time of the band-aids that Juventus in the past four or five years trying to put a band-aid here and a band-aid there, I think it's uh, those days are over. And Juventus fans cannot be happy. Oh, we beat the Scudetto. Oh, we won the Scudetto. Oh, we beat Inter. Juventus fans cannot say, oh, now I'm happy. That's enough. You need yeah. to look look further than yeah. the Scudetto, than Italy, than Serie A. Uh, Antonio, it's not about the shirts. Look at Juventus, the past four years being eliminated in the round of 16, how much money they lost. From uh, from uh, uh, from UEFA, we're talking about at least a hundred million dollars of, yeah. of revenue of income because of bad programming, bad decisions. Lyon eliminated by Ajax, by Porto. Villarreal, Porto. That's four. But that's you have to start from eight. the far, from the way all the way from the back. Bonucci, Kellini, everybody. That's what I'm saying. So this is why now you have this policy. You have this new way of thinking. Everything is frozen. Every penny spent. It's thought about it not once, not twice, but 10 to 15 times, and you want to create a solid project. I personally, I'm not a Juventus fan. I personally agree with the line that Juventus is uh, is trying to do with the project that they're trying to implement yeah. and the mentality that they're trying to establish. I agree Enough about thinking about yes. Italy. We need to look further. Enough of these Italian teams getting eliminated in January, February. Even I think it's also the errors of the well, it's 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 a it's a complex it's a mental issue that the Italian teams have when they reach Europe and they they get to in January and February, but it's also about the preparation that they do when the season starts. That these teams when they get to January and February, they they're lost. Dead. They're dead. Yeah. I mean, physically, they're not in top, uh, not on top of their games, and that's one of the issues why they get eliminated from Champions League. Because some of them do qualify, most of them do qualify, but then they're tired. But also, it's the mental approach. It's that mental approach. To Juventus, Juventus, they beat Salernitana. Three years, third year in a row that they were eliminated from Champions League, they won the Serie A game like this. Yeah. They're no. able to bounce back immediately 
from being from being uh, eliminated. Ludo, you said, I think you said first of all, if you can talk straight to the mic, because for the audio listeners, they'd appreciate that more. I know you get excited and stuff. A lot of people do that. Anto, I actually learned how to do it uh, better than that. Well, thanks, Mike. Um, That's a compliment. But uh, Ludo, I think I I agree with you 100 uh, percent on that part. I, it's not just. Juventus too I feel like it is an Italian mentality that they need like a rebrand especially in Europe to um, I feel like a lot of the European teams aren't scared of the names anymore like they are maybe in or said maybe not said yeah this season but was in the past oh you see Juventus you see Milan a mid-table team would get scared or maybe you could say roll over you know air quotes on roll over and stuff like that but I do feel like they got to fortify something better because getting eliminated, as you said before, this early in the Champions League is not a good look for the Italian teams, not a good look for the league overall. And there's got to be huge improvements on that. I think they smell blood, the teams from outside Italy. Because they know they could do something. They know. So they're, they're not scared. There's no fear. And to knock off a anymore. big name 100%. Is, is massive for them. 100%. Um, but moving on uh, to other teams in Italy that... So we're done with Dybala? We said goodbye to Dybala? Yeah, I think we're done with Dybala. We talked We talked uh, a huge amount. But he's not going to go to Italy, though. He's not um, on Inter's plans. I mean, that's what I was going to talk about. Uh, a possible a possible de- uh, destination that people are talking about where Dybala could go is the team that we are talking about next, Inter, who actually did oh, end mistake. up drawing with Fiorentina 1-1. So we talked about last week where they also dropped points. We talked about the importance of De Vrij and especially... Brozovic. If you didn't know his importance then, you definitely know his importance now. Because Fiorentina probably could have won this game. And probably you could say they had the better chances to win this game. They looked hungrier than them. Uh, Inter looked lethargic. They they didn't have any grinta. They weren't hungry. They looked horrendous. And to top it off, uh, top it on, on top, and to top everything off, on Inter top. only have two wins in their past nine Serie A games. This is the reigning champions over here, and this is not acceptable for for you know for any any top tier team. Uh, a lot of people are saying when when is uh, Inter gonna come out of this slump? What's gonna happen? A lot of people blame Inzaghi, but they're still in this slump and they cannot get out of it. Uh, and they also play Juventus next, so who knows if that slump's gonna continue or not? Um, Wayne, uh, what do you? First of all, we never got your thoughts on. When Inzaghi came uh, to Inter, and if you thought he'd be a good fit, or did you think he'd repeat and win the Scudetto again? First, I want to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, then tell me about the slump that they're in, because it's in a horrible form, and what do you think the factors of this are? I thought it was a daring but cool move by Inter management. I think what he showed at Lazio was profound. He did such a good job there. They played great football. That was a very good Lazio side that he had. He goes to Inter, but I think the reason why... He's not going to win the Scudetto now. Oh, it's because okay. this is players. He went from Lukaku to Dzeko. He went from Hakimi to Dumfries. This, this, that's a big drop-off. Although I, I like Dumfries, but Hakimi was a terrific player. Lukaku dominated the league. But they were doing good up, up to this point, they, though. They Until were. like two months ago, everyone was saying, oh, they're going to repeat it. They're going to win again. But what changed? Is it the coach? Is the, like, what is it? I think it said it's a 38-week season, and it's long. Mm. And if you want to go out and you want to win this thing, this marathon then you need players and horses who can run that race. Mm. And unfortunately, Wait, it's not these and now guys. Now for Inzaghi, though, what do you think of Inzaghi? Do you think he has a huge part in this? Do you think he did a good job thus far? I think he's done a great job. Get out of this, From uh, what he took trump? over at, at, uh, at Inter when Conte left, right? He had it was a, a very good... ship, too, almost, right? 
Yes. In a situation where the media was going crazy on them, they sold uh, their play, the best players, the coach left, and all this stuff. Yes, yeah, so he has to plug in these holes, right? Yes. Yeah, he keeps them playing an attacking brand of football, one that takes it to the opposition. A large part of, the, part of that is due to Brozovic's ability to protect the defense and mm-hmm. also to play the ball in possession and move it forward. He's an incredible player, perhaps the best player in the league. So he does a great job in finding that out. But to me, it just comes down to he got the most out of Dzeko. No fan, I think, of Serie A would have said Dzeko's going to go out and play this well as he did. But eventually, it's like if you sit at the casino long enough and you go to the roulette table or you play poker, eventually, the house is going to win. And Inter took a (laughs) stopgap approach, and now the house is going to win because they don't have a star. They don't have a 30-year-old who's going to bang in goals all season long. They have a guy who's a very good legend, someone who's been around, who will put in goals here and there. But what he did against Fiorentina, missing those sitters, that's crazy. Mm. That's not good enough. That's like, to me, Livello Basso, like real low. So you think think the race is over for them? You do not think they're going to come back? I think they're done, sadly, because a part of me wanted Inter to win. Um, Right now, I really would like to see Napoli win. I don't think, I think Milan's going to pull away with it. But... It's Wait, I get it. I got, wow. I'm liking you. I got to tell you something. <laughs> First of all, I, I I mean, I really like what you just said right now, not to take anything away from Ludo. First, second of all, you are sitting on Peter's chair. Peter is a big Inter fan. If, you will have a, if Peter will have heard you saying that, that Inter is done, he will have come and choke you. <laughs> I'm feeling something right now. What? It's the ghost okay. of Peter. <laughs> Having said that, I think I agree with you 100%. I think Inter, they overplayed their hands. Talking about in casino styles, you know, gambling style, they, they actually overplayed their hands. They were winning, and then they thought that they can win, 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 and win. And then all the chips, they ran out of chips. And the, the, the house won right now. Hmm. Well, I think that it's not over yet because the stats, you know, we know it. You know, soccer can, can, can get very crazy. But uh, I seen Inter uh, liturgic, like Mike said, no energy on the field. And uh, I do not understand. I like to know from you and Ludo, what do you think about Inzaghi keeping Jaco all the time to the very end? This is one of the oldest players. We explained that last takes, week. We talked he about, takes we Lautaro talked about out, but that doesn't make any sense to me. That's I wish crazy. somebody would just hit me on the head and say, <laughs> oh, just because he's good with the head. But it's not scoring with his head lately. Speaking of beating on the head, it's like beating a dead horse to just keep him in and let over, him... Over like, it's like Conte almost in a sense where he, he well, doesn't... He keeps him there or Sarri in a sense. Of the uh, of the hold um, up play, you know the headers, and then he's also one of those players yeah. that knows how to play back to the uh, to Goal. the net, yeah. in shielding the ball, stopping the ball, and waiting for the team to come up. But of course, if you lack uh, penetrations, play you know penetrating into the box, then that becomes a little bit difficult. But my opinion, I think he's there mostly because he can head the ball at any given time. You get a nice cross, and you can head the ball um, at any time. But what I'm about to say, you're probably going to get upset because I know what you think about certain uh, certain issues. Okay. Now, the past three games without Brozovic, Inter, I believe, has, I wrote it right here, two ties and one loss without Brozovic. So, 11 points less than last season in 30 games. At this point. 20, at this point. Yes. Uh, seven hmm. points uh, Inter got. In the last 21 that were available, they uh-huh. only got uh, seven. And one victory in the last seven games. Wow. So now, to all due respect for Brozovic, by all means, but he's not Maradona. 
Mm-hmm. No, no, we cannot say that Inter. Oh, let's because Brozovic, we are losing. We are not getting points, and we're not performing because Brozovic is not playing. Absolutely not. It's deeper than that. Right. It's deeper than that. Number one, they lost. They, they lack of freshness. They're not in uh, in shape. And here, I blame also a little bit Inzaghi. And I tell you what, he tried Barella being a regista two weeks ago. He's exhausted. No, he was not. He can do it. You cannot, even though he's young and he's able, I think he can become a regista, but it's going to take time. Yes. It's going to take years, not <laughs> in one game. Yesterday, he tried in the regista, the uh, Michael uh, famous player, uh, the guy who came from Milan. I can never pronounce his name. Chalanolu. Okay, Chalanolu. Hakan, just say Hakan. Hakan, okay. He was regista and it also didn't work. But what I blame a little bit Inzaghi for, other, a few other coaches in Serie A, when they were in similar situation, they found alternatives. Mm. Way of mixing the cards, of mixing the formation, mixing plays, trying something new, new ideas. Inzaghi, and I think here where he lacks the experience, hasn't tried anything new. With Conte, he would have tried something because I think Conte Inter would have been in a different position than they are now. And he would have tried something because he has more experience than Inzaghi. And that's where I think I blame Inzaghi for. Not trying something new, not new ideas. Mixing a little bit the cards yeah. on the table, plays in different that's positions. A good point. Coming up. A good, so he hasn't a good point. He, he hasn't done that. Like Conte, and, would you say though? Similar to Conte yes. in a sense? Well well not the similar style of play because like you said, you don't have those players, yeah. you don't have those plays anymore. But change things around yeah. a refreshing, little bit. More new refreshing. ideas, refreshing mm. even though he doesn't like Spalletti and don't but Spalletti has tried yeah, different Different things and other coaches do try different uh, uh, styles, reinvent. Based on the players you have. Because you do have the roster. But you cannot say Brozovic, oh, we love because of Bro- No, Brozovic yeah. is not Maradona. He cannot change a game. And I don't think he cannot. But he he's can a big give key. you that balance. He is I a big agree. Key. But he can, make, he can give you that balance. But I don't think he can. Is that play that makes the difference whether you lose or win? That's what I'm trying to say. No, just okay, say what you see that you say that you're not gonna like. I I like everything you said. I said you're not gonna like. No, no, that I'm Conte gonna... would have been Inter with Conte would not be in this situation currently because of the experience. That's my opinion. Okay, that's fair. But Um, I I think that's an incredible point by Ludo. Like part of why you pay a manager so much money is that when times get tough, that you will find a solution. You don't just pay them, oh, you play the 4-2-3-1, you have zonal marking, and you need your right wing to open up play. He's the key. Put on auto drive or something. It doesn't work work like that all the time. Okay, and then what happens when things get a little bit... Sticky. Then right. what? what do you do now? Okay, now I'm, right. I have no ideas. I'm lack of. That's not good enough. No, no. no. But I, this day and age, too, Calcio, uh, con, uh, compared to the last few decades, Calcio has advanced. Everything got more difficult. Players got more uh, accessible. You got more accessible uh, accessibility to more stats, stuff like that. So I feel like. It's kind of old thinking for a lot of these coaches to stick to the same tactic, same formation, especially with all the information now too. You know, the sport evolved in so much. And uh, for Inzaghi to not, uh, knowing that you have a star midfielder like Brozovic that does a lot of the dirty work, uh, maybe 
if need to be, do change a formation. Does it have to be a three-man back line all the time? DeVry is injured, so you're going to risk playing uh, a center back that's not on the same level as your uh, as the rest of your players. Have D'Ambrosio there, you know, have DiMarco there. You got that I'm Ranocchio. sorry, you got Ranocchio. Ranocchio. They're not the same level as, uh, you know, Skriniers over there, Bastoni's. Even, the even Inzaghi so, at the bench. Have you noticed Inzaghi the past three, four weeks is much calmer? He's not as agitated as he was in the past. Yeah. His eyes are not open like he was in the past. He's not involved <laughs> on the sideline like he was. Yeah. I feel what like that he's drained that? out. I feel that... All that pressure's on yes, him and just like... the pressure, is that huh. weight on his shoulder. That he's basically watching the game. He's watching his players. He's talking. But it's not the same in Zaghi as we saw. I'll tell you what's happening. And then, and then you guys say <laughs> whether, whether I'm right or wrong. Okay, okay. let me just say what's happening. He's been a little bit up and down between AC Milan and Inter Milan into the leadership coming up to this point. So now, all the AC Milan crowd leaves rent-free <laughs> into the head of Inzaghi. How do you know that phrase? I'm telling you. <laughs> once you establish yourself, you take over a space, and especially into the head of Inzaghi, and you're not paying rent, you can just uh, do as much damage as you want. You can destroy his head, you can just mess around his brain. The guy is all over the places. Uh. Ludo just said it. He's not jumping anymore. The, the guy used to be like a shrimp, up and down, <laughs> screaming and yelling. Right now, it's true. It's like he, he's got 20 chamomiles before even the game starts. It looks like he got noodles. The guy's on life support. So I just yeah. hope that he stays like that yeah. and we leave it at that. Right, Ludo? Because yeah. I got to be honest with you, if AC Milan is not going to win, I'd rather Napoli to win. That's it. I mean, Anto. And I like your idea that said you think that AC Milan. I think it's Milan. I mean, Anto, at the end of the day, you, you're obviously exaggerating. For the people that don't know Antonio, Anto's going a little crazy. Inter is still right there at the end of the day. I, thought, I just said I mean, that. They're six points away, but they still have their game in hand uh, with uh, Bologna. So it's right there for the taking. But uh, there's a lot of question marks for me with Inzaghi because I've been saying the past few weeks, you know, this rut's still here. Is he gonna is he gonna jump out of it? What's going on? And the pressure is piling. The media, the player, everyone's getting tired. I don't know. Is he cracking under this pressure? Is he gonna get out of this hump? I mean, only time will tell. But a lot of question marks for me with Inzaghi, who I give a lot of credit for for had this sinking ship. He put like uh, Wayne was saying, he was plugging a lot of holes. But now, when real, there, there's a real uh, bump in the road. And he seems like he's not steering it straight in that road that he's supposed to go. So I don't know how I feel anymore. I'm, I, we still got to wait to see how like, the, for the me, season ends. For me, it's but for not now, I'm a little nervous left. for them. For me, it's not eight games left, one game remaining. For me, personally, yeah. ultimatum. April 3rd against Juventus. For me, that's the game. Mm. Really? That's it. Go ahead, After Wayne. that, shoot it. Finito. Okay. That's I, my opinion. I think there's three reasons why Inter doesn't win. They're too cold. They're not going to bounce back. There's not going to be this uh, complete revolution where they're just going to turn back on. Also, you have Chalanoglu. Barella, Brozovic, they're tired. Even when Brozovic is yeah. going to come back, he's not going to be the horse he was at the beginning of this race. Right. Barella, he looks exhausted. And Chalanoglu, he does not have the personality or character to lead them out of this hard time. No, I mean, you definitely have a point on this, Wayne. I'm really interested to see... Um, when are they going to snap out of this? Because like we said before, I mean, considering that they April only won two games, the <laughs> considering they only won two games in their last nine Serie A uh, games, if they didn't have this, to me, it seems like a disaster run. 
they would have well, well, would have been points ahead of any other competition. They would have won this wow. comfortably. Eleven points behind last season. Listen, yeah, it's, but it's, I, but I'm in just 2022, saying. 2022, they're like a, a middle tier team. But Ludo, if they had a decent run, if they didn't have, no one expected this to be this bad. They would have been well ahead of Milan, Napoli, Juventus. Well, if so, we were not penalized, I don't think will be the okay, case. Okay, Anton, wait, with that. wait, listen oh, to me. Wait, 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 no, 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 you no, can no, shoot no, 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 wait. <laughs> Tell me about uh, about Lautaro. Oh, Lautaro, no. that's the oh, main problem. That nobody wants to talk about it. Tell me about Stinks it. Stinks like dead fish. Oh my god! Oh. Something. I mean, I think the game is getting to his head. What's, yeah. what's the problem? I mean, with he's this had guy two here? big goals recently, right? Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, it, it's not to win the scudetto. It's not just two games. It's not two big goals. You got to go out there and do it every every game, man. You got to show that consistency. That's what it is to be a big time player. No, Why yeah, he gets subbed all the but, time? Inzaghi has to sub first. He's sub Lautaro first. He doesn't show first. it. He doesn't have it in his heart this season. I think not having Lautaro, um, not having Lukaku there, it's a big loss for him. It's not the same connection with him and Jacko, and it's really hurt him. But I also think that Di Marco is blood on Inzaghi's hands. To not be doing something more useful to him, right. with him, that's that's not good. He was a very good player. You get Caicedo. I mean, this guy. With Lazio, last three yeah. five minutes, you put him in, he scored. Okay, was a lucky thing, but you got this guy. You got him just to play three minutes? He's barely yeah. playing. Yeah. Right. Only two appearances. I mean, right, minutes, It's not good. It's a matter of, you know, reinventing. Other coaches have done it, and I feel that Inzaki does not have the experience to reinvent and uh, and refresh this uh, uh, this team in order to, to change something and, and, make, uh, and get solid results. There's definitely a lot of uh, problems for Inter, uh, just like Juventus I were talking about. But on the other side of Milano, where there's a lot more winning and stuff going on, Milan did manage to get a 1-0 win against Cagliari, who missed a boatload of chances. And just when you thought that they were going to pay for it at the end, hitting a crossbar, they managed to get leave Sardinia unscathed, get the 1-0 <laughs> win, which was huge, huge from them with a the beautiful Benacer, Alvali. Me and Anto watched that live. But Anto, this was huge, not just because of the Scudetto race, but this was after Inter drew with Fiorentina. So there was a lot on the plate already, uh, keeping that distance with Napoli and capitalizing on Inter. Before the game started, what were your thoughts going through and were you confident at all? Yes, and I told you, you were trying to instigate me, Mr. Anto, oh my God, what are you saying? <laughs> I don't, what, what do you think? My God, if you guys don't win today, it's gonna be me, baby. Listen, let me just say something. <laughs> let me say something. The way yeah. I see AC Milan playing the last couple of games, the focus and the intensity that yeah. you see around on the field, it's way, way, way over the top. Ibrahimovic, whether it's inside of the field or whether it's outside the field, is a big factor. Mm -hmm. Plain or not plain. This Giroud, Giroud draws a lot of anger into everybody. Giroud demands a lot of a lot from everybody else too. Yeah. And Giroud is a high-intensity player. I didn't think he had a kind of leadership role on, uh, within a squad like that. I'm sure him and Ibra, they talk, and they said, when I'm not on the field, you do the yelling. So, uh, because they, maybe they, they're, not, they're not looking at me. What I, want to, what I want to say about AC Milan is this. Everybody's saying that the destiny is on your hand. I think the numbers, they speak very clearly. We have eight games, four at home, and four away. And I'm going to say it one more time right now, okay? The last two games, which on the paper, they look the most difficult for us, which is Atalanta and Sassuolo. If the math gives me, you know, 
gives me, uh, uh, you know, agrees with my uh, my crazy mentality. AC Milan is going to take the campionato two weeks before the end. Whoa. Wow, not the final day? I'm telling you. I am telling Whoa. you. It's not going to the final day. Wow, okay. AC Milan has got the number wow. to take the campionato two weeks before. Now, can I be wrong? Maybe. But I think I'm very confident that this is going to happen. Wow. Ludo, what do you think uh, based on... His prediction. No, I like, like he said, the, uh, I like the way Milan played the last couple of games. Uh, very aggressive. It's not, uh, Cagliari is not an easy team. They're, I think, the only team in Serie A that follows you all over the field and they still mark you man to man and they follow not, you everywhere. Yeah, and, they're very, zonal, yeah. and they're very intense and they do need uh, points as well. To stay up. Yeah. But what I give a lot of credit is how Pioli has been able to uh, structure to put uh, Giroud on the, on the field and he does a lot of work he does a lot of work and he helps the team he knows when to hold the ball he knows when to lay back you know who to give the ball to he knows when to turn he creates that uh, unpredictableness around him that enables Milan to find that goal mm. to find that um winning shot or, or, or winning goal. And then on top of that, you got two uh, center backs, the, the the defense that, to me, they became husband and wife. Tomori and Kalulu has they, formed they, incredible they know partnership. Each other, they know each other uh, really well. Inseparable. Inseparable. They know each other really well, the movements and the, and, and the marking and position-wise, the way they move and control the defense. And then you have a uh, goalkeeper that the first year in Serie A, well, he was injured, but now I think he has the the team and the defense under control, and he dove into the Serie A uh, championship with that uh, also, personality. Well, don't forget and, Tio Hernandez uh, and Calabria too. So they are. We have the, a four four line line back that is just a. Uh, it's like the wall of Berlin. The Milan's team. The wall of China. The great Milan, wall of China. Milan's team was born to attack. That's a team that's 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 mm -hmm. put on the field. Uh, to attack and and win the games, but you also have that spinal cord in the middle. That uh, okay, I'm going to find the goal, I'm going to score, but you're not going to score on me. Mm -hmm. Go um, ahead, Wayne. Yeah. There's a toughness in that midfield which I really like. So I think of Pioli's tactics, and he starts off with this Great Wall of China, like Anto is saying, right? And that helps them build. Even Magnan, he's been incredible, mm -hmm. man. Absolutely, yeah, stupendous, he, stupendous, literally. literally. And so then. Good. He feeds out to the wings. He's got like the best left back in the world, arguably with Teo Hernandez, right? But, you know, typically when you look at the positioning and the movement of a left back, they overlap their winger, right? Then they go down and they get a cross. And he does not do that. He cuts through the center of the pitch. Yeah, he runs <laughs> centrally, goes for goal. It's so, crazy. Yeah. Straight down. And who's his partner? Like laser. Leal. Mm -hmm. So that is incredibly scary. It's it's perfectly built for Pioli's tactics because he's got those hard-nosed guys. Benesad is a little bit more creative than Tonali, but the two of them together are really tough to pass because they're either going to tackle, they're going to get the ball back very quickly, or they're going to make a deadly pass because both of them can, even though I would say yeah, Benesad is the uh, bit more crafty of the two. I don't even think it's that big of a deal that Kessie's not going to be there. If he moves on... Oh well, they'll get a stop. Goodbye. Wait, wait, Goodbye. Wayne, what do you think about this Milan uh, the start of the season and how do you think they matured and especially Pioli what, as a coach what what do you think of him? I think overall? I looked at them and I saw a bunch of guys put together and I was like, 
yeah, they're pretty good, but they weren't perfect. But mm-hmm. this season in Serie A, you actually didn't need to be perfect. It's one of those weird years where if a team was just really good, but not necessarily great, that they're going to get away with it. But it's going to be that defense, those deadly wings, and those hard-nosed midfielders that yeah. that are going to win the league, in my opinion, man. And they did start out, I thought, like, they got the points, but they didn't look as fluid. The tactics... Uh, or I should say, just the rhythm of their play was not as clean as what we see now because now they have an identity, and that should be scary for the rest of the league because th- when they go into this summer, they can look at it and say, oh, I need one, two players here, and that's it. Yeah. Their wage bill is much lower. Their run, very efficient. Imagine like one of the best German companies in the world, right? Everything is uh, going to be on time. And now. Wayne, you speaking of wage bill, I have this uh, stat here. Uh, in 2018-2019 season for Milan, their wage bill was $143 million and they finished in fifth place. This season, their wage bill is a incredible decrease, $82 million, and they're currently in first place. So a lot of credit definitely goes to Maldini. Uh, the tech, uh, you know, he, ever since he came My, in, I feel like soon. he cleaned house. He even got Zidis. What do you have to renew? What do you say? When you have to renew those right, players. Don't worry about oh, it. Those players are going to knock. Don't worry oh, about it. Oh, oh, these guys are young. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they got an opportunity. But we're going to get a lot more money, Ludo. We're getting a lot more money. You're going to get a lot of money. You're going to get money. They're going to want their money. Now when you 100%. have to renew, yeah, they are they are so young you're players. Not go, you're not going to be 82. Now you're going to be yeah. Like, Andre, but I, I'm it's gi- temporary. I'm, I understand what I'm you're saying. Given, I'm giving. I am giving them credit in terms of. I feel like a lot of people gotta follow the the business model that Milan's going right here because they they knew they were in a bad state. You know, a decade of not winning. Uh, you know, mediocre finishes for a huge club, a historical club uh, like Milan, and now they got someone. That Mr. Milan himself, Maldini, that cares about the the club. You cut him open, he's he's black and red, and he's showing. You know, a lot of these players look up to him because he he was only joining Milan if he believed in the project, and that's exactly what he did. Now, players like Kalulu, players like Tomori, players like Teo look up to him, and now they have players like Zlatan that that has the winning mentality, Giroud, and they really believe they could do something special. And everyone was criticizing De Laurentiis. His way of doing business, uh-huh. and now those other teams they are copying from some of them are copying from the Laurentiis uh, uh, project yeah. as far as you know, revenue, spending money. Juventus, yeah. Inter, they're doing yeah. the same thing because now the controls exactly. are going to be yeah. tougher. And you cannot have ADL does great in terms of that balance, uh, having the books balanced, not spending so much, and uh, f- the biggest thing being debt free. I think that's a goal for all the clubs. Wayne, what to you- your point, Michael, yeah. I think the scariest thing for everybody else in the rest of the league to watch yeah. out for is that these guys that Maldini has brought in, he instills the values, and they mm. all get behind the badge. Exactly, mm. it's like a brotherhood, but I, it's like it's a, brotherhood. a brotherhood. That's There's, what counts. They fight to Mike. the death that's for the each badge. other. hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. It stops being a war. I'm going to steal this line from Gamora. It stops being a war and it becomes a crusade. Wow. There you go. Right. But that, that, now the we biggest... need to get to the next level. Now it, we have to start true. thinking beyond Serie A. How do we bring that Serie A mentality into Europe? I do believe, though, with uh, with all the disarray with some teams that are going through, Milan have really built, I think you could say the they're the most most uh, solid united team like a brotherhood like Mm -hmm. everyone believes another everyone would sacrifice another no one is on like no like you see the situation with Dybala there's some players that aren't fully there for Milan I believe every single player on that roster 
loves one another and will fight to the death. And I think that's one of the most important things, especially fighting for the Scudetto. They so that, that's why ahead, I feel like ahead, they can, really, they can really do I this. I pledge allegiance to the flag of Milan. Mm-hmm. There it's you go. True. Everyone believes in listen, it. Everyone listen, one thing it. that a lot of people that really don't don't get to see it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I'm I don't I don't go one week without just reading everything about it. Look how excited you are, Anto, by the way. Excited. Look all the smiles. <laughs> Look at you, all perky and stuff. <laughs> a lot of people they do not realize that, that impredictability that we have at every at every position, even coming out from the defensive line. You you don't see Romagnoli guessing around or throwing the ball all the time with a side pass. You see Kalulu going vertical. You see Theo Hernandez like mm-hmm. a like a. Wayne said, like a laser going straight into the middle. You see Florenzi. Florenzi, to me, I never liked the idea of VC Milan getting Florenzi. Florenzi is a new Florenzi that yeah. I, I reborn. remember. Reborn. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. what's going on with the this city, guy. The city of Milano changed the day that the derby was played. Yeah. That, that's Th- those last 15, 20 minutes, the coin flipped mm-hmm. that Inter lost that derby Milan won and that's what the tides the, the changed. Tide changed correct no, I agree but with also you. what Milan uh, found and Milan is able to do because if you remember Milan was inconsistent with the small teams mm-hmm. yes and now they learned how to win those games mm-hmm. even one nothing or very close win but they learned how to deal with those mistakes that they made and losing points along the way with the small teams, just like Napoli did. Well said. Listen, even no. I got. I'm not gonna yeah. say that just to make up a point. We we could have we could have had a, an extra four or five points. I mean, there were some few mistakes made. I mean, I, the legit mistake. I mean, everybody gets gets some uh, controversial score, but, but everything gets averaged out. It's, it's average true. Down. You don't get so, the penalty this you know, week. You're gonna yeah. get it in a couple That's of weeks. I don't is. get it's it. Is it is out. what it is, and uh, you know, let's hope that uh, you know on the future things they get a little better, but. We could have been sitting right now today talking about AC Milan having seven, eight points on uh, on, on the second place Napoli. But again, I want to compliment the ADL, which is Ludo, uh, Ludo's owner, because <laughs> Ludo's owner. <laughs> he owns me. ADL, ADL is the owner of Bari. Bari is my your hometown. It's my hometown, and it's coming to Serie B. Wayne, mm. before we start in the podcast, I said, Antonio, buddy, is coming to Serie, Serie B. And we're going to come to Serie A too, Wayne, because we're not stopping too. I think they're going to be Milan. And I don't know about that. <laughs> those, <laughs> those fans get to the Stadio de San Nicola, it's, it might be over. If you're on my town, to, uh, if you're on my town, I'm taking you over there. And if I'm not there, go. I got I got a lot of uh, connections. How about me, Anto? If well, I come there, are you going to pick you. up the phone for me? Oh, no, 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 <laughs> okay. But moving on, we're talking about De Laurentiis, all this stuff, talking about Bob. Talked about Milan, and now we gotta talk about Napoli. I think this was—I know Ludo. Ludo's like, oh boy, my time, my time to shine over here. But let me just lay the lay the stage a little bit. De Lufeo scored a great goal. Ex-Milan player. I'm sure Anto was uh, celebrating somewhere. Cause I was not celebrating. Di- direct rival. I'm sure, y- y- you know, maybe a little I wasn't even smart. watching the game. I couldn't watch. I was, uh, I was playing with Ludo. But regardless, they were up 1-0. Me and Ludo were texting during the game. Say, oh boy, what's going on? Will they come back? And of course, the hero of the day, Victor Osiman, who we've been talking about so much this season. He scored two goals, two beautiful goals. That guy with his head, he's incredible. That guy could leap over mountains. He could score. He's still so young. And that's what I'm going to go to. Ludo, I want to lay this off to you. Last 
a podcast, you said with the remaining Serie A matches, Osiman's going to get 9 to 10 goals at the end of the season. And now he already has two goals. First of all, what does it say for Osiman? And what, and more importantly, what does it say for Napoli to come back losing against Udinese, who's, you know, they're not an easy team, and win 2 1? Does your stance on Napoli change at all from last week based on this comeback win? No. How do you feel overall? Absolutely not. I always look, I do not look on top, I look down. I, lo I always look at the fifth place team. That's, I'm very. Um, you don't I'm think very, optimistically, on uh, Luna? No. Why not? Day by day, game by you day. You got a dream. It happens, it, What's the point of living without dreaming? It, it happens, it happened already in the uh, in the past, and uh, and I like the, uh, the, uh, the Napoli fans that, to my understanding, over the years, they have matured a little bit. Let's take it day by day. Let's not say certain words. Mm -hmm. Let's not mention certain things. It's only three points. Let's always carry our uh, little uh, cornicello in, uh, <laughs> in our pack. Keep quiet day by day, day by day. You know, we'll support the team. And uh, very superstitious. They, they know what very. very. If I tell you what he me. told me on the car, you're not gonna believe me. <laughs> it's not only. It's not only me. It's the entire city. Uh, uh, you know, population of yeah. uh, the, the the Napoli fan base that we've been through this before past 30 years a few times we've been through this and it doesn't make sense to get you and then you're going to be this day by day i think the team okay. is playing uh uh together against udinese they came to napoli with the fire in their oh, eyes yeah. they were very uh concentrated and what often spalletti does he he misses he screws up the initial formation okay so we did start with the 4-3-3 against, uh, against Udinese, and it was not working. I think Anguissa was out of position mm. behind the Osimen. Um, the uh, Fabian Ruiz never came out of the locker room. No good it for felt him. that Napoli was like, it, it, they was frozen. They were Stiff. not going. Stiff. They, we were not going anywhere. Yeah. Then, but but what, what I give Spalletti a lot of credit is, He's able to change Adapt. things on the fly. Exactly. So now we come out of the locker room and we go back to the 4 2 3 1. Mm -hmm. Now you, you make that substitution, you put Mertens in. Take out Fabian. That he changed, taken Fabian, drop Angisa next to uh, Lobotka. And I think Insigne, second half, he played the best second half, to my opinion. In this season in Napoli, hmm. I saw him in the game, the passing, the penetrating, taking on a man one v one, and that changed the the game. And then you have that player, that Aussie man, that is able with that. Uh, he's got fire in his belly. He you does, you yeah. see that he's got Green fire time. in his eyes. He he's so young, for every ball. but he's so oh man, right? And, and he, he has wants a lot. To, he, he, he wants to uh, prove he, something. He wants to win. He has no fear. Yeah, he has no fear. Then you had a few players that already had yellow cards. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned to you via text, Koulibaly, I think he never got close to a forward. He didn't even... He didn't want to risk anything. He, didn't want, yeah. he was playing... I mean, I'm sure Spalletti told him. You know, so distant. Scares, right, yeah, so yeah, distant. Yeah, yeah. So that has a lot to do For with sure. it. And then, you know, Rachmani also had the uh, the uh, yellow card. He's, he's going to miss against Atalanta. Osimen, I don't know where that yellow card came from. God. I don't want to complain because... What's the use? I mean, exactly. what was he supposed to do with his hand? Cut it? Yeah, yeah. At was... the end. So he got that yellow 
he got the yellow card. But the second half, we were able to overcome this to uh, to overcome Absolutely. and uh, and basically we 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 pushed against Udinese. He changed that formation. The second half, Mertens cracked the game. You know, split the game in half, and uh, and we were lucky. So now he needs to reinvent the wheel a little bit against uh, Atalanta on April third. Uh, and uh, and hopefully we can come out of there with one point. I gotta What's tell a, you something because Ludo make a, gr- a great point. I think Osiman <laughs> is not going to be a factor. Uh, the fact that he's not going to be playing, and I'll tell you the reasons why. Napoli played very well without Osiman just recently, and they, would, they played very well without Angisa. Mm-hmm. But you don't have Petagna now. One sec. Petagna is oh, also out. Petagna is out too. Yes, he's well, hurt. Well, you got Mertens. Di Lorenzo is hurt. Well, listen, Ludo. Napoli, Napoli. Rachmani, you're going to put one uh, Jesus there. But listen, yeah. Napoli, uh, Napoli, when he faces adversity, they found a way to respond on the field. Usually, because yeah. a lot and of Gisa people is also he did right. not respond to the uh, World right. Cup call from Cameroon. The call ups, right? So he's so also stayed in. Uh, not, they, in they, Napoli, have the, so. they have the tendency not the, the tendency of not complaining. So we're missing this, 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 and that. So. Spalletti, which I, I really don't like him uh, because his personality mm-hmm. really <laughs> he irritates me. But yeah. Spalletti finds the way all the time to put to plug eleven people into the the, the pitch and mm-hmm. uh, and they, change uh, things they, on the fly. That I give him a lot of things on the fly, yeah. and they they perform because uh, you know now Napoli's got a uh, it doesn't have a deep deep bench, but it's got a very good bench, in my opinion. No, yeah. Contrary to what Inter bench is, because Inter, all they did, they got all of those free transfer that they were bragging about it, and all those free transfer, they're not coming to fruition like uh, this Vidal, this all of those. Uh, it's not quality. Uh, not quality, you know. I mean, that was quality maybe five years ago, the, but they lost that half a step. You lose half a step, even a quarter of a step in the Serie A, in the Campionato, you're done. Yeah. Okay? No, well said. I'll, I'll, Wayne really does have to leave uh, pretty soon, so we're going to have to uh, I think we're gonna extend squeeze this. him. I think we're going we're gonna to keep going. We think we're good? With yeah. That? Okay. So I do want to hear, because uh, we didn't hear Wayne's um, talks in the beginning of the season. Uh, but Wayne, do you think, I know if you didn't know already, Ludo is very superstitious and stuff. They're only three points behind league leaders Milan. Uh, do you see them as a serious contender uh, for the Scudetto? What do you see in their team? Uh, what do you think of Spalletti overall? Because they do have a deep roster, if you think about it, when everyone's there. They have the quality. A lot of people mention the word mentality, asking if they do have that mentality too in the Scudetto. What do you think overall with them? I wish I saw more. and I think that's the thing which keeps me from believing and getting really behind Napoli. As much as I would like to see it, I think it would be beautiful for the city I've only met warm people from Naples. Like I just love the the vibe. You know, everyone's friendly. Everyone's cool. They'll joke with you. You can mess around. Yeah, Ye- everyone's always yelling. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like kind of like the household I grew up in. You so I'm like <laughs> I'm familiar with that. It makes me think of like home. Like oh, Napoli. Like home is is very you know in my head. So I have that like that emotional aspect to it. But. I just don't know why they come out flat. Why did they come out flat in the first half? You have all the motivation to go out there and kill That's Udinese true. and right. truly take it to them. Yet they come out flat. Where does that come from? I don't know if it's the tactical setup. Like, what was Fabian Ruiz doing? Uh, yeah. And I also don't understand why. Well, I not that I, I don't understand it, but I also I can believe it. Is why is Mertens becoming a victim of Spalletti? Why are you leaving those goals on the table? You have a top shelf player 
Napoli's all-time leading goal scorer, yet you don't really have a place for him in your team. What is that? To me, that's not good enough. So as good as of a, of a tactician that Spalletti is, he's been around the block quite a few times. Maybe there's a bigger reason why he's never grabbed the Scudetto. Does he give you flashbacks with what he did with Totti, yeah, or that's absolutely. a different case? Absolutely. Even, like, why? even though uh, he got the record amount of points for Roma, do you hold, still hold that against him? I do. I, I really Still? just believe... I'm not sure if it had something to do with the ownership okay. as to why he started to get frozen out because I have I believe I've seen both sides blame each other from Palota to Spalletti, Spalletti to Spalotta. Mm-hmm. But it does. It's eerily remi- reminding me of what happened with Totti where why was this guy not playing? I understand that it's because of fitness and he didn't fit into what you wanted to do, but find a place for yeah. him. Find it. This guy, he could still... The crazy thing is, I know that there's probably going to be people on the stream or you guys are looking at me. Totti could still go out there and have a good 30, 40 minutes, whatever it is. He could go on there and change a game still. To me, that's crazy. I know Calcio Aote is a little bit different, you know, uh, eight aside. That's a different game. But to me, he could still go out there and do that. I don't want to go on that tangent, though. I feel... (laughs) Stay focused here. (laughs) Wait, I feel that, like you said, in order to have certain players on the team that have that creativity, that fantasy, that that can change things at any second, and Totti is certainly one of them. But in order to maintain, to have one of those players on the team, you have to have an adequate uh, roster to have people behind him in the midfield that carries the water for him, that does the work for them. If you don't have it, then he has to contribute. If you cannot contribute, then you got to be on the bench. I cannot have the bottle full and the wife drunk. So I need to have a... So going back to the days of Gattuso, for example, in Milan, you could afford to have players that were basically, you know, not running much, that pass. Not tracking back, you mean, right? You had Gattuso that was doing the work for two men. Mm -hmm. He was carrying that water on his shoulders for 90 minutes, coast to coast. I mean, at the end of the game, the guy was dead. So yeah. this is what I this is what I I feel. Also, and now what he did for uh, for uh, Totti in Napoli, I think it took three four games, and we spoke about this last week. It took Spalletti th- three four games to actually realize and say enough is enough. You cannot. Insigne is not in shape. Out. Zilinski, you're not in shape. Out. Changing the formation around. And going from 4-2-3-1 where Aussie men on TV, he was by himself. And there was no, no Napoli players uh, uh, behind Checking him. Back. I mean, a- a- attacking. Changed to the 4-3-3. Napoli is, to my understanding, the best team in Serie A for quality feet. Napoli has quality. If those guys are in shape, everyone, that's a PlayStation. PlayStation. Automatic. Comes. It's automatic. automatic. Yeah. The feet, the way they move the ball ta, 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 in those tight spaces, that's the only team in Serie that can do that. But everyone needs to be in shape. And we saw it the first eight, nine games of the season. They're when on they fire. were undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. We won every game. I mean, your they eyes were going like this in front yeah. of the TV. It was PlayStation. Yeah. Beautiful culture. So you do have the feet. You do have the quality. Now you can change things around. Why it took him to four games that we lost points, precious points, in order to go from the 4-2-3-1 to the 4-3-3 and see immediate results? Or you have the capability of changing on the fly. Because you do have the men to change the formation on the fly like you did with Udinese first and second half. And you won the game the second half. 
So that's your thing with him, Ludo, right? It's yes, adapting. you need in in order to win, you have you have to have mm. the the uh, the okay. You, everyone needs to be on the same page in the locker room, and that's what I think. PSG, unless you get rid of yeah, some yeah. place, they never go anywhere. Because now, if you're Pochettino, uh, Pochettino in that game against Real Madrid, and you have Messi and you have Neymar on the field, one of them has to come out. Yeah. Put someone that carries the water on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Don't leave those point. guys there. You're winning one nothing. Take them out and put someone. I guess he cannot do it. Doesn't have the guts to do it, or he was told not to do it. Mm. So it's got to mm. be one of those, those, uh, those one things. Of those. Guys, one thing that a lot of people they tend to do over, uh, overlook. It's this kind of a formation that we we always discuss is 4231, 4-4-2, 4-1-1, whatever. I think when the game is on the line, it comes to the last 10-15 minutes, all of those uh, numbers that we put right in front of our table with the 433, 4231, 442, they just go goodbye. So because I have seen it. AC Milan not not conforming with that Juventus not doing it Napoli not doing it Inter not doing it because everything goes into some sort of overdrive and people and and, and then uh, you know you've been asked by your coach to do what you didn't do during uh, l'allenamento it's balance it comes down to balance it comes down to right, team right. balance and so, we saw it against Udinese what a change between the first and second right year. so but two only, different teams except, two different teams except for few few teams like Napoli the vast majority they just scrambled over to the end and they said I don't care just leave your position and then and then go help the, this guy or I help know. that guy we spoke about this many times and I know it's a weird uh, comparison probably Wayne never heard it okay I'm the coach mm-hmm. I'm a chef okay I have a refrigerator in front of me. You open the refrigerator and you have certain ingredients. If I'm a good chef, based on the ingredients that I find in the bathroom, in the bathroom, in the refrigerator, <laughs> I need I, I need to cook. I need to create a dish. Right. Yeah. I need to create a nice dish, tasty dish that's gonna look nice when I serve it. When I hope you understand what I'm trying to. That's up to the coach to. I got a few ingredients. What am together. I going to cook? Use How the ingredients at your disposal, basically. Right. Yes. How do I use those ingredients to the best of my, to my knowledge to make yeah. a presentable no. dish? Ludo, yeah, I think you said it great. It's not just about the players because we've seen the PSG. I think you need everything on the pitch. Uh, you need the right coach. I think you need the right locker room, the right mentality. You need, and most importantly, everyone has to be on the same page. If people are fighting, things start, you're greedy, you don't want to pass the ball, what's, you don't want what's best for the team, it's a recipe for disaster. And to win the Scudetto, the stars have to align. Everything has to work out for you. You got to have a good team. You got to score. You know, you get those lucky oh, games. Everything has to align. So it's going to be what interesting coach to see wants who wins to hear, As soon as things do not go bad, I mean, do not go uh, good. Uh, go south. Go south. Some, yeah. They need the backing from the... The management, yeah, from the management, for sure. We believe in this coach. We believe in this guy. We are moving forward with him. He's going to be our coach. So now, when the coach says, "Okay, I have the club on my shoulder behind me, on my back," now I can move and do and do what I need to uh, and do what I need to do. Well said, uh, Ludo. And now for the the game of the week for the round. I know Wayne Smirk, and he knows what time it is. Everyone knows what time it is. 
We gotta talk about the Derby della Capitale, Roma, where Roma. Probably my favorite song <laughs> ever, not just in football, but they got an incredible anthem. And when they win at the end, it's even sweeter to hear it. Beautiful, but. They got an outstanding 3-0 win against their bitter rivals Lazio after losing the first leg. And Wayne, unfortunately for you, you were here uh, witnessing your team lose that game. They were outplayed that game, but this time Roma came. They took revenge. They stepped on Lazio's throw from the first minute, literally, because Superman Tammy Abraham, which is who's having an incredible season, gets a brace. Pellegrini, probably the best free kick I've ever seen. Happen picture perfect. You could have had three keepers and told them where you would have went. Absolutely nothing they could have done. Strakosh, I don't think he was at fault for any no. of the goals. He Roma took the worked dust too away from the upper ninety. Literally, he, <laughs> the dust came out of the upper ninety. There was dust there yeah. in the upper ninety. That ball took the dust out. But Roma <laughs> played so good. They finished the game in the first half. Second half, they didn't do much. They took their foot off the pedal, but they already won it. Lazio, they completely closed them off. And I just got to say, the staff from Tammy, by the way, Marco's good friends with Tammy now. He's, he's dancing with them. He, they're throwing each other in pools and stuff like that. They're definitely boys. But first season for Tammy Abraham came on loan from Chelsea. And this guy, Jekyll is definitely not missed. I could say that. I'm sure Wayne could say no. it after. But Tammy has 22 goals. He's broken Batistuta and Montella's record of 21 goals in their debut season for Roma. So he is fitted in like a glove, especially considering how Roma are building a new project, have a lot of new players, and still being criticized in terms of how they perform the Mourinho's defensive tactics, and he's doing this. Wayne, first of all, what do you think of the Derby? What do you think of Tammy Abraham and overall picture of Roma, how they're going on to the season? You know, when that third goal goes in for the free kick, to me, it was like shock. I, I couldn't believe it. Oh, well, wow. I mean, besides from the quality of it, poetry. which is like... That free kick was poetry. Is it not one of the most beautiful poetry goals? Poetry emotion. I saw it so many times. It's poetry scary. emotion. Literally. Beautiful. And then the way that they approach the match, to go out and get a goal that quick, that's something that's deep. Something's going on in the locker room. That's Mourinho getting into their heads, right? Mm -hmm. They go out, they take the game to Lazio. It's night and day versus the, the first leg where Roma were you know, pretty hard done by some calls, but also I think Lazio played a pretty good game. But now we see the com tables have completely turned. They hopped them in the table. Yes. So now Huge Roma's in win. sixth. Only Atalanta is above them for the automatic Europa League place. But every player, to me, this night was a 10 out of 10. Everyone came, did their job to the full extent. I don't think Lazio... Lazio had one sniff on goal with Immobile with a header late in the game. Maybe like the 82nd, 83rd minute. But Rui Patricio was there, and it really wasn't that great of a threat. You know, he just yeah. he caught it. And But everybody, if I look at Zalewski, uh, Mkhitaryan... Mancini, Cristante, who had one of his best matches, somebody who's been an underperformer, comes up and gets one probably his best game in a Roma shirt. Everybody, there's no one to say that they didn't do a good job. So I'm very proud of them. I like that they didn't just roll over because I, I had a weird feeling that, not, not a weird feeling, but I felt that this game was determined. If they lost, then it becomes another bad mark 
on a season where the team hasn't looked organized, the chemistry has lacked at times, but if they win, it's symbolic, and it shows that everything has been put together, and it gives some validity to the hard work that they've been doing, and you say, finally, okay, now we can build upon this win. Now we have something going good here, especially long-term. We go into the summer. We know how this team can play when they're at 100%. Now we can see what we really need to fix. And full credit to Mourinho for figuring out a way to have Mkhitaryan become an influential player because he was expected to leave. You know, mm. from his problems at yeah. Manchester United, he was not expected to be an influential player in this side. So there's a lot of bright spots, a lot of really good things, and I think for Roma fans to be proud about. And having well, done that uh, without Zaniolo it makes a huge difference too. You know, Zaniolo was sitting, and uh, you know what Mike said, uh, rightly said that the Roma actually pulled the, the the foot off the gas but they didn't pump the brake on the second half either because they, they were playing them too I mean uh, Roma didn't stop I mean uh, this is what I I wish I would get to see from a lot of the coaches that we have in Serie A mm -hmm. that when they are winning one nothing or two nothing what they do they're starting to just sit back, sit back and yeah. uh, and then the way. and park the bus so that's uh, old school way so the, if, you, if you want to go to the next step, and Arrigo Saki is one of the them, but always preaches for that, you have to just preach the same soccer that you preached on the first half and mm. attacking, 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 attacking. That's it. Be ruthless. Ludo, what do you think well, of Rome overall? Uh, the city of Rome lives for the derby. They live for these two games. Most and, important dates of the year. Right. And then for them, it's the season. The choreography, the fans, uh, you had a lot of uh, VIP uh, uh, people in the uh, stadium, in the, the in the stadium, including Marco as yeah, a VIP. That's right. Oh, Marco, uh, you <laughs> Marco's had, uh, a VIP too. <laughs> Antonello <laughs> you had Totti because he represents a couple yeah. of players. Yeah. He's the one that sings the the the, the, yeah. the Roma. Roma. He was taking selfies with everyone and recording uh, the selfies of him singing the anthem. <laughs> right. yeah. So uh, tactically. Uh, Mourinho wrapped Sarri in a, uh, in a box. Foil. Saran wrap. Wrapped Saran wrap and, put it, and put it in his pocket. Oh, boy. Tactically, like it that. was one of those, uh, <laughs> one of those games that uh, it was played to perfection, mm -hmm. uh, tactically. And uh, Mourinho was instigated also during the week by uh, Zeman and, yes. uh, and other coaches. So... That gives him that extra motivation. That extra motivation to go into the uh, the locker room. But tactically, it was perfection. The team was running 150 miles an hour, penetrating from uh, from behind. The passing, the timing was perfect. And then also after 50 seconds, what also helps is because usually these derbies, they usually the first 10, 15 minutes, it's like a chess game, study mode. They study each other, and then you. You see where the, and then, uh, yeah, you know, pack. you start yeah. playing. But now after 55 seconds, the guy Pellegrini takes a, uh, a corner kick like Massimo Palanca of the 80s, where mm -hmm. he used to take corner kicks and he used to score of corner kicks. The Olympicos, right? Right. The, uh, no, he played for Catanzaro, mm -hmm. Massimo really? Palanca in the 80s. Then he came to Napoli. He used mm -hmm. to score directly from corner kicks. Yeah. He had a 37 size shoe. <laughs> Very small, so small. he curved the ball. It was really So now, basically, the ball, it's off the crossbar. It lands at his knee. And boom, he puts that goal yeah. in. So now you're ready from the locker room. You're already winning one nothing. And put the pressure on Lazio. Correct. So now Lazio still did not step onto the field. They're now they have to regroup. They're seeing stars from And now. what I liked about Murillo, yeah. before Lazio could actually regroup, they continued with the same pace. And the, uh, and the derby was over after 30, 35 minutes 
the game was over because mm-hmm. Mourinho and the players they put it they put it away right away. Yeah, Ludon, the biggest part is it looked like Lazio played a few days before, not Oma. Because they were playing uh, their conference league game and there was and Mourinho also had got some uh, stick for saying that uh, yeah, we won the game and all, but uh, I'm not happy that Sarinus players are smoking cigarettes while you know they're getting a full full week's rest while we're not against Vitesse. So, uh, yeah, Vitesse. exactly against Vitesse. We're, we're, Tammy actually got the 90th minute winner yes. hero again on that. Uh, but Wayne, there there's been so much criticism on Mourinho, and I usually don't criticize coaches on their first year or players for that matter. Especially Antonio's. Antonio's not the biggest fan of him. But do you see Mourinho? Because there's a lot of games. I think all Roma fans could agree they don't play pretty football at all. And no. there's a lot of they sh- they drop a lot of points that they shouldn't. But do you think Mourinho is the future for this Roma side to build an important project with, or do you think it's going to be another short term option? I don't think you have a choice. At even whatever happened in the derby. I think you had to go into this project knowing that if this did go bad, Roma finishes eighth, maybe even ninth, whatever, right? You have to back Mourinho or else it's going to be this merry-go-round of what we've seen in Mm -hmm. Rome since Capello. And that, those days have to be over. If we're going to be serious about this project in Rome, it has to be something where there's full concentration, full backing for better or worse. Maybe you get yourself into a position, you say, I don't like the way they're playing. Maybe they should be doing a little bit better. Maybe we're spending too much. Well, you know what? You signed up for it, and your best choice is to back him 100%. Mm. Yes. So going into it, though, I I haven't been all that happy, if I'm honest with you. With the performances or the results? With the performances. Uh, the performances, because they've gotten some late winners, which I've been happy about, you know, to see them show that mentality to okay. still want to fight and get something in 90-plus minutes, right? But the way that they've approached many games, not just a few games, has been... For me, wanting to see more chemistry, identity to this team. How do they play? What are the tactics? Do the players know where to move? Why are we not scoring a lot of goals? Is that because they're not training in the right uh, modules on the training ground? Or what is it? Because I haven't seen a great Roma. I've seen Mm. them get a couple really important wins. Like I think of the games against Atalanta. The inconsistency has killed them to even make me, because I try to be an unbiased fan. I'm not a... Uh, Mourinho lover where I say yeah I'm going to back him to the death and he, he's my guy no that's not my job mm-hmm. my job as a fan if it's Roma Atalanta whatever it is it's to try to, 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 to try to see this objectively and not just be a lover and buy into something or be a hater right and to say you know what this hasn't been good enough I don't care if it's Mourinho if it's Zeman or it's some guy they found at the beach yeah. they have to go out and show something and after you've paid Mourinho wages you expect Mourinho results uh-huh. mm-hmm. so no. it's, it's been concerning Wait. up until then Wait. up until then yeah I get what you're saying there now I want to tell you a scenario right now Roma currently in sixth place uh, if I told you round one of the Serie at the beginning of the season, Wayne, I came from the future, and in round 30, Roma would be sitting in sixth place with 51 points. Are you happy with that or no? I'd say okay, and I'd also want to know where are they in the Conference League? Where are they in the Coppa Italia? I'm not telling you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I'd want to know the full picture, because if you tell me they're in sixth place, but they're playing good football, they just need a couple more pieces, there's young players getting into the frame, I would say, okay, that's a very good thing because that's long-term progress now. If you tell me they're just throwing a bunch of stuff against the fan and they're not playing good football and there's a bunch of guys who are 32 years old and they're on mm-hmm. big contracts with big salaries, I'd be like, that's not good. But to know that he's integrating 
Mu is integrating these young guys in, getting them to believe, and everybody's getting behind. Not too different from Milan right now, that there is something bigger at play. And that, as a fan, makes me believe and starts to re-inspire me and makes me want to hmm. watch more and get invested and say, yeah, now I feel that passion again. I feel a little bit burning. Now let's go. Let's watch these games. Tagliaroma, Forza, Forza. Wow. Yeah, but again, okay. again, Mike, to pick up on Wayne's, uh, yeah. I mean, now the, the rumors that Zaniolo is already a Juventus player. Well, it's not, it's not a Juventus player. There's rumors. That's, uh, yeah, it's a rumor. Don't jump the gun. It's, it's not about rumors, but the owners of, uh, of uh, Roma, the they never said Zaniolo is our future. We believe in Zaniolo. Zaniolo is not going anywhere. He is staying in Rome. They made... People understand that everyone is for sale. So that's where you get these rumors from. And, and I do agree. Also, Roma, the Roma fans, they're very impatient. Yeah. They're not easy. Roma is not an easy city to mm-hmm. deal with. They want the results immediately. Right. No. Yeah. First year, they're okay. We got a new coach. We have the owners, players. Now, let's see what happens. They're okay. They'll support you. But now, second year comes around. Show me. What are you giving me? What are we going to win this year? Now, the second year, they want the results. So now, if you look back in the past 20, 25 years, look how many coaches after two years are they're sacked. gone. Yeah. They were sacked. Many. Great coaches. that They did not last in Rome the third year because of the fans the and how the piazza, how they react, they're mm. very hot. It's a super heated fan base in Rome where they do want to win. They want results. Mm. They'll give you the benefit of the doubt. They'll give you the first year, but then the second year, you got to give me something. Winning the derby, winning two games a year, and beating Lazio, that's not enough anymore. It doesn't cut it anymore. Mm. I want to win. I want to win something. And that's where... Mourinho, I think, does a good job in taking a lot of uh, responsibilities on his shoulder. He's good in inventing things so the media focuses on him and the BS that he says and not to the team on the responsibility on that team because a lot of those players, they're young and he okay. wants to bring up these young players because remember, Mourinho wants players that they need to do what he wants them to do, to listen to him. Soldiers. He's, he's a general. So he wants mm-hmm. those players to... And if he feels that you're not following him, that you're not on his side... He wants you out. He'll get you out. That apple, he will eliminate it from the tree. Like Pedro. Immediate. So now, one apple, two apples, three apples, four apples, now the locker room goes on fire. And that's why you need to be careful the second year around that he maintains that... But do you see this going into a product? Do you see positivity, optimism for Roma? How do you see it based on? I, I, I do see. I, I do see the uh, the um, the the positives. I, I know. I do see it. I just feel that sometimes the ownership mm-hmm. they don't talk. They don't make statements. They don't back certain things. And at the right time, they need to say mm. so. They're too quiet. I get what you're saying. And they're not trying to maintain that you know that balance when you need to say certain to things. keep the media quiet and Mike, so there's not further controversy Mike, if you actually see the graphics on the tv from time to time from time to time the camera goes into the freakings over there on the stand like ludo said frozen 
That's a different style. No emotion. Granted, it's a different style. Some people don't always want to be involved. Listen to me. No emotion, no statement before and after the game. But now we are into the era of computer stats. We know where the balls handles most of the time. They did high. We have... Paisano mm. of Mourinho. Yes. So they talk. And Tiago Pinto we, is not that type of guy. Ludo. What's his name? Tiago Pinto, right? Yeah. He's not a, he's not a uh, cacchiarone, like yeah. they say. The guy that talks a lot, you know, goes to the media, wants to be in front of the camera. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. No. Quiet. Low key. Very yeah. low key. He has his meetings with, uh, with Mourinho. Yeah, they talk listen, their own language, Mourinho, their own ideas. Mourinho can draw as much as attention as he wants, but then at the end, at the end of the you day, gotta show the results. everybody's got a computer, he's got a phone. Everybody sees where the ball stays, mm. how many times you are stationing yourself into the midfield, midfield of the opponent, and how many cross you make. They look at the stat. Now everybody, all of a sudden, is starting to focus on numbers. Mm. So Mourinho can draw as much as attention you want away from uh, from the issue that they, they are happening on the field into himself but at the end of the day numbers are what they count but if you and look Wayne at had a good point before by saying hey Roma shows up many many times doing the right thing but many other times you don't even know you can never never recognize why why Roma is not doing what they're supposed to do if you look at some of those numbers they are a little concerning the expected goals uh, last time I checked was the second highest in Serie A expected assists is up there as well Yet it hasn't always been converted. So one thing that they have been dependent on is Tammy Abraham, mm-hmm. who else has been scoring a lot Maybe of goals. Maybe a little goals. too much. A little too much. And I know I've seen this on message boards. Romanisti will say, well, how come they're not pointing at Vlahovic? Or what, take whatever example you want. But it's true. I look at these numbers and I see nobody, other, nobody else over 10 goals for Roma. That's concerning. How come there's no guy putting in 12, 11, 12 assists? Yeah. How, how come there's no one else partnering him? You know, so it's going to take someone to step up next year if they're going to be serious. But look at what happened yeah. also, uh, Wayne. I mean, we just got to go back three, four years. Roma reached the semifinal of the, Champ- of the Champions great League. Great team. Cre- great team. But then what happened to that toy? They got ripped the apart. It broke. That toy broke the yeah. following year because the ownership, Palotta, their focus was on the stadium, on the politics, and the BS surrounding Roma, now the debt that Roma Numbers. gathered, they were three, four hundred million in in debt. They had to sell certain players. Mm-hmm. Certain players wanted to leave. They spent like a Salah lot, left because he didn't believe in the project. He wanted to go play in England. Other players also were uh, uh, were sold. But that's what the the the, the Roman uh, fans. They're very. They said, okay, we reached the semi final of the. Of the of the Champions League, and we went backwards. Instead of saying, "What do we need to do in order to go, in order to move forward?" I, th- in I order think to they try- tried, but Monchi just comes in and has no idea what he's yeah. doing. Overspends, gets rid of Nyingolan because because he smoked a cigarette once or <laughs> twice, you know, and says, "This guy, he can't be in the locker room anymore." Well, I mean, it, kinda, it was terrible calls. He kind of ruined the, um, the structure of the team and made yes. a lot of players not be happy. The magic, in the, the magic. We took away the magic. Stuff yeah. like that. Roma does operate on a tight budget, so when you buy big and it messes up, it's magnified. It's, hard to it's like times 10, man. Yeah. You buy Schick, who doesn't play right. into... I mean, That's Palota. He was a record signing. They gave too much power to... Uh, to Monchi. Too, mo- too much power. That's the danger of not and really understanding football. Now you football. have an ownership, an owner that lives in Boston. He also has other business ventures. He's worried about the politics, the new stadium, paying people under yeah. the table, trying to get certain things accomplished. And meanwhile, you have this guy running the whole club, everything. 
you know, everything on his, uh, everything was on his shoulders. And I think another mistake that Roma made, I liked Fonseca as a coach. I think he should have stayed. I, my opinion. I, I think they needed a change, which is why, uh, and uh, the coach is always a scapegoat because it's the easiest thing. It's hard to get rid of 22 players in a roster. Mike, based so on the circumstances, Fonseca, he, did a, he, did a, he did a good job. No, based I, on, you know, what he I, had to deal with, with and all on, the turmoil that he had to deal I with. I agree with you on Fonseca. Fonseca. I like that as a coach. I think he had multiple jobs because he had to calm everything Correct. down, not Correct. just coach the players. So yeah. he was in a pickle for sure. Honestly, I think I would have brought back Rudy Garcia. Really? I love the way that they played I under agree. him. Like mm. when when he had Jervinho, they, they were firing, man. I love okay. the brand that he played, open, flowing. No, it was a, it was nice. Agree. It was a nice uh, display Wait. football. They yeah. champagne. Two, two great With coaches. Manolas. How long did they stay in Rome? <laughs> two great coaches. How long did they last? Two years. Not very long. Yeah. It was very really long. two years. Two yeah. Years. But uh, guys, we are in the international break. Serie A is on pause for a very important reason. We need a rest. Reason. We need a rest. A huge rest. <laughs> and unfortunately, Italy's not going to be playing friendly games like most of the bigger national team. They gotta play World Cup qualifiers because they finished uh, second in their group uh, with Switzerland. And the first game, they gotta play two finals. Hopefully they get through the first. The first semifinal is against Macedonia on Thursday, where Marco and Gaetano will be in Sicily at the, the good luck charms. The good luck charms <laughs> at the Renzo Barbera. So it is nice. You know, we all know the southern um, people Atmosphere. in Italy. They're very warm and extra loud, considering maybe you could say some of the northern countries. The rice balls. So the <laughs> exactly, <laughs> a lot of a <laughs> lot of fri- the comfort food, the fried comfort. Hopefully that can help and bring a lot of the good luck charm. And hopefully everyone's holding the cornicelli over there uh, for the for the superstitious people. But huge game win or go home against Macedonia. A lot of people saying, ah, it's Macedonia, ah, it's all this. Guys, it's do minutes. or die, 90 minutes. What are, it's not two legs. Whatever happens, happens. I've seen some crazy matches in the past that the better team doesn't always win. So I'm 100% laser focused just on this match. Not thinking about the second match yet because you got to focus on what's on your plate. Um, Elmas, which is a huge plus, is suspended for this game, which I would say, I'm not a... I don't know Macedonia that much, but I think that's their best players. I think I could safely say in attack at least. So he will not be playing. Uh, we know, like Ludo said before, Di Lorenzo got injured, unfortunately, and De Chilio got the call up before him. I will quickly say Mancini's lineup, and I'll talk about what happens with them. And then we can go from there. Four goalkeepers, Donnarumma, Golini, Cranio, Sirigu called up. Defense, Acerbi, Bastoni, Biragi, Bonucci, Chiellini. Um, De Chilio... Emerson Palmieri, Florenzi, Luis Felipe, Mancini, the defense. Midfield, Barella, Cristante, Giorginio, Locatelli. Pellegrini, Pessina, Senzi, Tonali, Verratti. And attack, Gallo Bellotti, Berardi, Mobile, Lorenzo Insigne, Joao Pedro, Politano, Raspadori, Scamaca, Zaccani, and Nicolo Zaniolo. Guys, there's a lot of controversy. Let me just say... Mancini had a, a big choice between Joao Pedro and Balotelli. And shockingly for a lot of people, he picked Joao Pedro over Balotelli. We know Di Lorenzo injured, De Chilio picked over there. No Calabria called up. Who wants to start? On, I start. This is not a game. <laughs> what do you mean it's not a it's game? It's a win. <laughs> oh my God, Anto! This is not a game, it's oh, a win. Man. We're going to walk all over oh. them. 
don't say this. Uh, what do you mean, don't say that? I am saying that. It's not a friend. Are you kidding me? You kidding I don't me? No. You're not kidding me. Macedonia? You know what Macedonia is in Italy? It's a fruit salad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you cut a you bunch can't of different kind of me, Anto. You can't underestimate We're going to dice them up. Like wow. a fruit salad, and we're gonna take them and we're gonna eat them like a, with I, a spoon. I hope this doesn't uh, come you back. You put inside a little maraschino. Ludo knows what I'm talking about, right? Maraschino is a little Give liquor. A little taste. It gives a little taste, and you eat them. <laughs> oh, we're not supposed to be sitting on this table right now. We've been feeding Macedonia, okay? Even with the all second line. Wow. In the Italian national team, we're supposed to eat them raw, alive. Okay? There is no contest. This is no game on the line. Italy has already won this game. Let's move. Let's let's sit on the couch and let's see about what is going to happen between Portugal and Turkey. Wow. I don't know about that. It's Ludo. on you now, Ludo. Ludo, is he acting crazy now? No, I, I, I disagree because in um, uh, it's a 90-minute game. Anything can game. happen. Right. And anything can happen in, uh, in, uh, in 90 minutes. The pressure is on uh, Italy and uh, you need to score you need to win and uh, I believe Macedonia okay they, they, they lack that uh, it, it's not a great uh, it's not a great team we all know that but you could have 11 lions on the field with that fire in their eyes and, and they'll run you off the field and they'll run That's you know 90 of. minutes and pressure you and pressure you really high and put everything on the line so in order for you to beat me you got to work your ass off. You got to work harder. Overwork. Overwork. If I'm running 110 miles an hour, you, Italy, you have the better players and the better feet. You got to run 150 miles an hour because mm. I'm going to make you sweat if you want to if you wanna beat me. So that pressure, it's, you know, 90 minutes and the clock is going by and the clock is going by and then second half comes along, Macedonia players going down. I mean, anything can happen. I mean, I'm just throwing the worst scenario out there. I do agree with um, with uh, um, Mancini's uh, calls, uh, not calling uh, uh, Balotelli, Balotelli mm. even though João Pedro, I don't think he will see a minute of uh, on the field. Uh, Felipe also, and Politano also. He called basically utility players, is what he calls them, mm. util- that can play multiple. Can uh, uh, and I'll tell you why he didn't call Calabria. You want to know why he didn't call Calabria? Why? Why? Because this year you could play the right and the left side, and you could also play the middle. Calabria can only play the right side. You tell it no. You're That's wrong. Calabria can play both sides. Number one, I think Calabria is much better than the Shiyu. I'm sorry. Well, the Shiyu can play. He's more utility, according uh, to him. He can play yeah. on both sides. He can also play the. Uh, he made a mistake for the, me. Uh, Shovko uh, Balotelli made a big middle. mistake, but it no, is Balotelli. What it is. I, I, I disagree. I don't agree with uh, with Balotelli. I think he's going to go with the majority of the players that did play with um, in the uh, European Cup. Uh, Berardi coming off. Uh, form, you know, form is in uh, is in great form. Insigne, so and so, not that uh, you know, not that much. Then, and, uh, then you're starting on the top. Scamacca, what's we'll that? Scamacca, don't put me Belotti. Don't put I think me... he's going to start Immobile. Oh yeah. my I god, I think he's going to start Immobile, yeah. even though you should go Scamacca. And on Sunday, he did not play. I don't think he ever came out of the locker room. No, it was a no, no show nothing. in the derby. Immobile and uh, and uh, sit him down, put Scamacca right there, right, plug him right in the middle, right in. So, 
So Wayne, what do you think overall with the call-ups, and what do you think for Macedonia on Thursday? It's all right. I'm afraid with like what Ludo said, they're gonna come out on fire. These guys are playing for national pride. Yeah, it's a must-win, you know. They're yeah. the first time they can qualify for a World Cup. You don't think they're gonna be breathing fire? And for you this know one? what? These are probably not guys who are making five million euros per season, so they also know that they're in the public spotlight. Exactly. They're playing against Italy. They're playing, you know, in front of the world millions. Stage. Yeah. What could this mean for their career? They go out. One guy gets a goal against Italy. He's a national hero. So there's more for them in it to go out. Like it's, it's more true. More it, for Italy. More for classical, Italy to lose. They have nothing to lose. Cinderella yeah. story. Yeah, Macedonia yes. only have nothing to lose. There is no Cinderella BS we over here. <laughs> they are. Listen to me. Those guys are playing in Palermo. You opening a cage over there. Have you seen? Have you seen the movies of the Romans? Stadiums nuts. Okay. It's like you you have the lions already all set up. The fans aren't playing, though, Anto. You I mean, you open the cage and then you let the slaughter right there happen. <laughs> Those people, they're going to need the diapers before you actually start the I game. Hope, I'm I hope, telling you. I hope this is... Uh, from your mouth to oh God's ears. I mean, Anto, I just hope that no one clips this uh, clip in the future. If something happens, knock on wood. But uh, I agree with Wayne and Ludo on this one. 90 minutes. I know you've seen culture long enough where the better team doesn't always win. And a free goal happens and something happens like that. So I'm surprised that you're going this crazy and not nervous at all. Because I'm really nervous for Italy. The coach is Mancini. Okay. We do not ever... You know, you remember the last time we didn't make the qualification? No, don't talk about that. I don't that even want to st- say, say his name. The coach is Mancini. He knows how to motivate the player. And the players that they are going into the pitch, they know what's at okay. stake. The only thing that worries me, to be honest with you, and I'm going to say it, I'm going to leave it on the line. Okay. It's the Bonucci and Chiellini job. You mean the right people there. that won Italy the Euros? Yes. Yes. They might not start, that, though. That worries me, the fitness of those two guys. Not because, uh, I mean, I'm not worrying about losing the game, but uh, I don't think those two guys are healthy enough to be able to take the starting what position. What about Donnarumma, the frame of mind? Ah, Donnarumma. <laughs> he just got killed. I Donnarumma like is, is good, Donnarumma. They put three past him uh, right. on the weekend. Yeah, fine. But Donnarumma wait, will be fine. Do you think uh, Mancini left anyone out, or do you think the call-ups are all good? What's your stance on them? Man. Also, the striker situation, because we never really heard your thing. Do you think Immobilis should start? Do you think... Uh, another person should start what, what are your thoughts Immobile should definitely not start I think Ooh. you have to put Skamaka in the one thing that worries me about not taking Balotelli is you leave one of the very very few Italian difference makers at home somebody who can turn a game on its head and make second. something out of nothing and he has a mentality he has a killer mentality that's not going to be scared on a one-on-one situation I, I no think fear. at least he didn't get called for the no stability fear. of the locker room Yes, because Mancini yeah. wants that, a, a group. No, no, but Mancini is the one that knows him the best, uh, uh, Wayne. He that's knows him the best. So what does that tell you? He tells me that right now is just keeping... Because for Mancini to call Balotelli... Quo. For Mancini to call Balotelli right now, this is what I'm thinking. And sitting on the bench and not making play will be just worse. So I think what Mancini is right. doing is getting him more angry for the game. Mm. And then maybe on the second leg, if we win, he might, be f- calling, uh, he, might, he might be called up. I don't no, think, no, that's no, not how it no, works. No, 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 I don't know. I can be wrong, no, but uh, no. I, I made a mistake. To me, he made a mistake not getting Mancini. I agree with Mancini. Is that type of player that also on the field, uh, a foul, he cannot control himself, the yellow cards antics. come in and the red Blames cards, others. they might leave the team. It's not a stable uh, atmosphere. So, yes, it, he's going to count on those players that did win the European uh, uh, Cup, plus a couple of players to. 
to uh, to complete the uh, the group, and uh, he's going to rely on those players that did win the Euro, and hopefully that they can uh, you know uh, bring us to uh, Qatar in, uh, to the World Cup in uh, in uh, in November. I don't think the starting midfield is a question mark for Mancini, but it should be because you have Locatelli, who's probably not going to break into this, but you have Jorginho, who's going to play the holding. Then you have Verratti, and you're going to have Barella. Out of the three of these, as we've spoken about tonight, I think Barella is the one who's exhausted. The guy has too many games in his legs over the past year and a half. Maybe you want to put Tonali, you're saying? It's a possibility. I would not even start Verratti, to be honest with you. I would even not even start Verratti, to be honest no, with you. That's not going to happen. I don't if see I have to sit somebody, I'll sit Verratti. Verratti is not a different, not a different maker uh. when it comes down to the verticality of the game. I wanted the game to go vertical. Mancini, it, it, it's just, uh, he loves to go vertical. Verratti, it's always going to be doing the job and all of those geometry in the midfield. Tonali is the one capable of going vertical. Even uh, Locatelli is capable to go vertical. Yes. Jorginho is capable. Verratti is not. And Verratti never looks at the go- at the net. He never squares the ball and takes a shot. Verratti cannot shoot the ball. Not because I'm saying, a lot of people are saying the same thing. A lot of people, they know this. Verratti is a midfielder, but it's not somebody that when the time comes and you have the space, he takes the shot. He will never take the shot. Would you leave him on the bench? Yes. No. Ando, that's rare. Yes. This I will leave him on the bench. I don't think... No. We talked about Antonio's uh, starting uh, lineup for that Zuri. Um, very risky, and I don't think that's something you want to play around with uh, in a must-win uh, game. But let's just assume for a second that everyone's healthy, right? Let's all look, try to agree on a starting lineup that we could do. Left back, uh, there's Emerson Palmieri, uh, Emerson Palmieri, and there is uh, Biragi from Fiorentina. Who Palmieri. Palmieri, Bira. right? Anto, what do you think on that? Biragi or Palmieri? Uh, Palmieri has the experience. Uh, he did play, did replace, yeah. what's his name? That, uh, Spinazzola. That Spinazzola, correct. So uh, I I think he's Palmieri's been there before and he's gonna, he's, he lacked he's a, lot, a lot of more correct. minutes on. So let's okay. leave Palmieri. Okay, so right back, we have Florenzi, we have De Chilio, and did I name all of them? They're going to sit in Macedonia's half, so Emerson. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. no, uh, right back, I'm saying. Right, okay, back, right now. back now? Right back. Florenzi, uh, De Chilio... Um, I think that's that's a realistic right back options uh, that are there. Put Florenzi. It's a it's more of an attacking mind than it just it tracks back and it tracks back. I agree with you, Anto. Uh, Ludo, what do you think? For me, I'm I'm good with Florenzi or Decillo on but, that right side. But pick one. Decillo. Oh, Florenzi's okay. in good form. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Top every, shape. Everyone's everyone say everyone's 100 percent Okay. Uh the center back partners. Uh if everyone's healthy. I think Chiellini, Bonucci, Wayne, I would go you? with the experience with the husband and the wife. Okay, Anto? I will put uh, um I will put uh, the inter uh, the inter kid, Bastoni. Bastoni and I will put even uh, Mancini. Bastoni they never play together. Doesn't matter. Okay. Wayne, you what gotta do you be husband and wife, yeah. No, husband and wife. Yeah. It's gotta if be any. a marriage there. Anthony, how are you gonna have two center backs that never played with Doesn't each matter. other? Well, of matter. course it matters. It takes, it takes games and games and games to get that. They're young, they're angry for the game, they 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 know what to play. Mancini is sometimes too angry, which yeah. makes me nervous yeah. about him. Bastoni and Mancini to me that those are those are the future for the the, the, the team for Bastoni's me. future captain of this team. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Maybe Don Aroma. So we, hard, all, but we all know Mancini's gonna stick with the four three three, so let's keep it simple. He's not right. changing that. Uh I say the three midfielders that they won the year with uh Verratti, Jorginho, and Barella. Wayne, what do you Correct. think? Correct. Agree. I, I don't All think three. I don't think you start Barella. As much as I love okay. want to, he's a player I love. I've watched him since he played for Cagliari. 
for me, it's he's not it. He's too tired, man. You got to okay. get some fresh That's legs fine. there. I would go. I would want to see how they're playing at Coverciano. If they if uh, Tonali looks pretty good, or if it's Locatelli, which one looks more like a physical force right now? This you know we're deep into the season. These guys have tired legs, so let me see how between the two of them how they're playing, and I would make a decision. For okay, me. say both are hundred percent and highest expectations. Who do you prefer, Locatelli or Tonali? Yeah. Ooh, bro, I got I gotta go with Locatelli. Okay. Because of his performance at the Euros. So it could be Locatelli, um, Verratti, and Jorginho for you for the midfield for the three. Locatelli. Yes. Okay. Ludo, what do you think? I think he's gonna start Barella. No, what do you want? Now what do you think? What I want. <laughs> there we go. Now we're gonna start. I want, I, well, Naturalized Fabian, no, no. I, right? I think I think that my, this is my opinion. I yeah. think Jorginho and Verratti cannot play together. together even though Mancini too believes right against Macedonia so I, though yes I feel that Barella will start uh, he carries the water he does his miles you know he does that coast to coast he gives you that balance now he's got to figure out who's in uh, for that given game who's better the so the now deal. Jorginho the if it's not working take him out move Verratti mm. in the middle and now you go with Locatelli in the middle Verratti's not in the game Take mm-hmm. him out and put Locatelli in and leave Jorginho where he is. Mm-hmm. So this is the dilemma that I think he's going to okay. have. Who's going to be? Because I don't see those two clicking. They, they're stepping my, on each other's feet from many times. They actually, my, they're very opinion. similar players. Even though Mancini believes in that. What, what, I, will do, what I will do, I will leave Barella in, but I will just leave Locatelli just for the for the fact that the Locatelli and uh, and Domenico uh, and Domenico Berardi they played together for so many times, so many years in Sassuolo, and they have a great, great chemistry. Well, Berardi so will they start know, on the right. They yeah, know yeah. how to feed off each other, and I think uh, will Locatelli right. will put uh, will, will if he's going to be someone putting someone else in the position to do damage in front of the goalkeeper, it's going to be Locatelli feeding a uh, uh, Berardi. Okay, so that's your three in the middle. But I want to see a Tonali. But uh, you know, let's. Leave Tonali okay. on the side. I will just, okay. just put Milan. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I will do that if I had. change a badge. And now the front three. What I think, what I think uh, is going to happen, it's going to be Insigne, Immobile, and Berardi. Agree. But I, I. I'd have to keep Insignia on the left for my formation. I have to Agreed. keep it because there's no one else that's going to go yes, there. Berardi I'm not going right. to put Raspadori there and I put Scamaca as the striker for me. Who is coming off a beautiful free kick goal for Sassuolo and Berardi and Scamaca are going to link up perfectly over At there. At one point, we will see Raspadori in. Probably. But Wayne, we'll what do you him. think for your front three? I would what like to see that. The smart choice is Insignia. That's the yeah, safe that's a, and that, smart. You have to. Who else are you I don't think you can risk But he's like choking, Mike. He chokes all it, the wait, time wait, on a big game. I think it could have been Caprari if he was called up mm. based on his form. He's been yeah. having a tremendous season. But going in, this is, should have called, been called up. I mean, this is a World Cup qualifier. Yeah. So this it's is not the time to take those chances. And a lot of seven I'm surprised. I'm surprised. And he just caused a penalty kick. He got that yeah. Simeone uh, missed both of those actually, but he's Crazy. been he's been tremendous. So it's Insigne, and then because I'm not sure that Insigne has 90 minutes in his legs, you bring in Raspadori to complete Sassuolo's trident yep. of Scamacca and Berardi, yep. Yep. and let the three of them work with but, each other. Who do you so think? switch Berardi in the middle? No, uh, no, 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 no. Bad idea, bad idea. Berardi comes uh, from the wing and... Uh, but wait, yeah. wait, wait, what do you think Mancini's going to play, though? If I know you want that, what do you Immobile. think? Immobile. We'll be there, okay. yeah, with Berardi. I, I agree with you. And, um, oh, yeah, Aludo, what's your attack? No, no, what, the, Same the thing three as, that you said, Insigne, Immobile, Berardi. But, Berardi on the right, Insigne on the left, Immobile in the middle. Those are the three stars. And no, no, but what do you want? 
No, no, that's what I want. You want Immobile starting? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, 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 I feel that guy has to break. One of these days. There's too many times. No. We said that too many no. times. We I said, said that way too many times. Yeah, I have, have no patience. I have no patience for me, for mediocrity when it comes to Italian national team. Yeah. Insigne sits down. Oh, wow. I will bring Raspadori first. Ludo. I will wow. put Scamacca over there Ludo. and I will put Berardi. If uh, And I know it. So I so know it that Italy has got already the speed and the anger and the I like laser, Me too. laser I like focus too right there on the net. Play. The three very, players very that they attack the net, they don't go back all the time. They go forward. Yeah. That's what I like about those three players. Mm. Insigne, when he's going to get covered, he's going to turn 180, pass back the ball. Let somebody else take the hot potato. I don't like that. Insigne is going to have to play like the Insigne that played in Napoli the first half of the season, the first seven, eight games, ten games. Take the guy one-on-one, -on -one, bring the ball to the, to the, to the right, tira giro, goodbye, end of the game. Mm. So Insigne lately has been too much of a chicken. He plays safe. I don't like that. I'd rather you to make a couple mistakes, but I want you to do, to put the, your defender out of his misery, you have to take your chances. Even right. though you're going to get stopped several times, you have to take those chances. I think he will start in senior because of the, uh, uh, they play together with Immobile in, uh, in Pescara. And Verratti, all three of them, Verratti, Immobile yeah. and Insigne, they know each other really well. They played with Zeman in Pescara uh, a few years back when they all went respectively to their, uh, yeah. to their teams. I don't think we're going to see the Insigne come down the line to take on, on a man 1v1 and cross the ball like Berardi can do. Insigne will get the ball in the midfield and will try to move more towards the center and try to give those penetrating passes to Immobile because they have that perfect timing together. Well said. Uh, guys, we I thought about something else. Yeah, okay, I go just really quickly. It. Rasp uh, Raspadori to replace Dybala behind Vlaovic. Mm. That creativity, that fantasy, that dribbling to take on a man 1v1 and serve the ball, I see them there. That's my opinion. Does That's he have it. enough goals in him to do that? I don't think it's about... I mean, he's young. He can score. He's still very young. He can score. He's young, but I think he could score... He's not afraid to shoot to the 10, ball. ...to 10 goals. But I just thought about when, when we... You know, the Raspadori, if he could score we, 10 goals a season, I could I, see I it. I see him there. It's... I just thought about it now. <laughs> Sassuolo, have a, Sassuolo have a great academy. That's Ludo, sure. stick with Sfogliatelli. I think it's a bad choice. No, no, listen. I just thought about it. Listen. No, I no, that's not a bad option at all. Vlaovic and Chiesa behind that. You know, I play like that. Super that, smart. You know, that speed. Yeah. And his speed gets faster. He has that great progressive speed. Yeah. Where he... Cambio know, di passo. He gets faster. Yeah, yeah. Right. Cambio the di change passo. change of uh, pace. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. And I love that. And he can take on a man 1v1. But... That's why Juventus need against Villarreal. A guy That's like that. So, so it's what? Italy 3, Macedonia 0. Can we call it? Mm. I'm not going to say 3. I called it. Ludo, what's your prediction? I take the 1 nothing. For me, uh, I take 3 0. 2 0. I say 2 uh, 1 Italy win and book it to the next stage, whether they play Portugal or Turkey. But regardless, guys, we'll be suffering together because we will be doing a live stream Thursday. I think it's going to be a packed house. Wayne, I'm not forcing you to come, but you're always more than welcome to come to the studio. Ludo, watch. Gonna be I think there's going to be a million people. Ludo, yes. You're going to be here. Uh, okay. But it should be good. Thursday, Marco and Gaetano will be seeing it live. Yes, 3.45 p.m. Eastern time. Guys, do not miss this. Uh, everyone, all the Serie A fans, got to unite for this one because Italy, Dazzurri, need everyone's 
Every single person support on this one. Listen, I can actually stay home because it's going to be a boring game. We're no, going to just no. destroy those guys. <laughs> Why don't you? Know? We got to relax yeah. with that. Come here. Yeah. Watch the game yeah. and bring a little bit of Macedonia. And we there eat we go. That, that, the you know, we, we, we can <laughs> work on that. Hopefully you guys don't. Uh, a bowl of Macedonia. This is an Italian thing I don't know about. So you put the maraschino yeah, in. Heard no, yes. Macedonia, mostly it's done with the hard fruit. It's like a. Apples, pears, cantaloupe. Uh, uh, grapes, grapes, uh, uh, cantaloupe, cantaloupes, watermelon, nothing soft, no, no berries. You have that like juice that. inside, but you add a little bit of liquor to give then, a little bit of the Then nice. you put a little, a little maraschino on the top. Uh, Wayne, you're Italian some, somehow. Yes. So I, I've never heard of this. Don't Google like, that up. Google that up. <laughs> don't go into the, the Napoli website. Go into the Bali website. Bali is kind affordable. The Maraschino con la Macedonia, it's top of the line. It's just very, very, very good uh, uh, dessert. Maybe mm. maybe if uh, Italy win, we can definitely... Uh, IFTV will treat a nice little Maraschino for all of... Oh, wait, what's it called? Mm. Macedonia. Macedonia. The liquor. I said the liquor. You're right. Okay. But guys, Wayne, thank you so much for coming all the way thank here. Thank you so much. Ludo, thank you for coming. Anto, Happy thank you for culture, coming. everyone. Forza Zuri, Forza Serie A. Guys, we will be live Thursday uh, for the huge, huge final. And yeah, we'll see you guys then. Thank you, guys. Okay. Thank you. All right. Ciao, guys.